Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television, recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celeb reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. And we're back! Yes! Guess who's back? Well, no, I'm not going to go into an Eminem song that doesn't really go with this. After I just did that whole rant about Eminem the other day, you're really going to bring this into my face? Well, I can't think of... That sounded funny. I can't think of anything poison related where they say like back that's all right or or have you considered not singing at all never (laughs) as that one random person wrote in my yearbook as we look through it sing the song your soul burns or something like that i don't know i don't know i sang a lot in high school people and not like i was in choir or anything i just did it in class when i was bored i'm sure that all of you are shocked to hear this yeah i break into song a lot they listen to you talk like i do it yeah no that's true like i do it here do too. it yeah. here i'll probably end up doing it multiple times this episode depending on uh if any fun puns or anything come up that i can time into hmm well um not certainly how i anticipated starting the show but here we are hey i i feel like we've potentially gotten some new listeners with everything going on you know hello everyone network but hey to the new people hey to the old people hey to everybody in between um what's up how's everybody doing things are improving over on this end it was rough for a couple weeks emotionally yes but we're back and you know it it was all right let's just get into it right now it was like a little tough to want to talk about stupid reality show shit from like 15 years ago when the world was going nuts yes right obviously the world's been going nuts anyway but like it was a different level and obviously it affected me and us on a more personal level yes then you know we we were lucky in terms of corona stuff that we didn't really have it knock on wood yes affect or touch us i mean really the extent was that we were just at home and not working but like you know i'm black come from a black family (laughs) this affects us as a couple as you know friends siblings loved ones you know whatever it felt silly to do but I'm back now we're back now because you know one things have calmed down a little bit and more progress is being made obviously still not enough but you know, I, I do recognize that this serves as a distraction for a lot of people, myself included. You know, we all deserve breaks and some time to laugh at the silliness. I know that we sometimes take a deeper look at stuff here, but... You, you need know. that mental health break. Yeah. Take an hour or two out of your day. Or if you're listening to us, three hours. <laughs> like 15 yeah. hours in a row. Yeah. Uh, you need a mental health break from our episode. <laughs> No, like I say that, like we're all just like lighthearted fun here. And I appreciate everybody sticking with us and and scoping us out and referring us to other people and, you know, listening to our references. You know, we want to try to amplify black voices as well. So I'm going to put some links in the show notes about either episodes with black guests or shows that they host. I I mentioned them on Instagram, but, you know, we want to keep this going. We also want to obviously show love to the LGBTQ community because it's Pride Month. Yes, and happy Pride Month, everyone. Shit's hectic in this current administration and whatever. Although, good ruling today. That was pretty exciting. But 
other than that, we just want to basically just show love to all the people who need it right now. However much you need it right now. Like, we're we're with you. We're going to keep fighting for you and with you. And we love you. Woo. Woo. Oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say. I was trying to think it over. But it's also like 10 o'clock at night. So we need to get this shit moving. Um, let's see. Watch along with us. We're still on Rock of Love in case you forgot. Oh, <laughs> we haven't recorded. We, we recorded some bonus episodes for the Patreon. Yes. But like other than that, we haven't like thought about Rock of Love in like a couple weeks now. And it was weird to come back to. But you can watch along with us. Hulu, Tubi or Amazon Prime. Oh, we found it on Hulu again. Oh, shit. Is it not on Hulu? Why don't. No, Tubi Charm or- School wasn't on Hulu. Yeah. I thought that Rock oh, of Love was always on Hulu. I could be wrong. I don't fucking know. I don't. I who knows the anymore. way these streaming services. I mean, most of you have Amazon Prime, right? Like, shouldn't crazy. you? And Tubi's free, so like, fine, whatever. Also, check out this Pluto TV thing. Oh yeah, that we came across. It's just free live TV. It's fun awesome. because, as we've mentioned before, we're cord cutters, and as much as we're like you know fine with that most of the time you know certain options are limited but like we just discovered pluto i know people have been talking about it for a while but there are a lot of great options we've been we were watching um next. old episodes of next yeah, the other day awesome. that was pretty fucking sick it was but awesome and terrible they have a channel that's like a lot of these vh1 like competition shows yeah. so i think t- earlier today they were showing i love money and some of the other things they had i think a they had charm rock of love charm school on the other yeah. day plus they have other Flavor random of love stuff season three yeah they have like unsolved mysteries which i love and a lot of shows documentary they were showing um they had my friend Dahmer and monster back to back which is right up my There's alley a couple horror channels there no There's... they're not paying us to do any yes. of this we're just really excited about we just television. Came across it. Well, like, well, no, because I like heard randomly. people talking about it for a while and I was kind of bored with like watching the same shit. And plus, I like the idea of like changing channels. And sometimes yeah. it's nice to like not to have like because I think our biggest problem as like cord cutters is like if you want to just throw something on, you have to think about it a little bit more as opposed to just being like, oh, well, this is on. I might as well. Yeah. Keep it. So there's anyway. an American Gladiators channel and I found that awesome. Yeah. Let's we gotta move on we can't be like shilling this shit forever yes rate review subscribe tell friends who yes. don't suck five stars please much please. appreciated it is a great free way to support us it really helps yes. get us seen by other people and potentially sponsors and all of that shit helps us out in a major way but if you have some additional coins that you want to throw away we're we've also got a patreon uh patreon.com slash rewind the love pod we just did I love the 2000s, 2001, as well as 2002. I was going to promise to do Bret Michaels' movie, but I just didn't have it in me. Plus, it was my birthday the other day, and I'm like, how would I rather spend my birthday? Watching a shitty Bret Michaels movie or just talking about pop culture? And since I was already in a reflective headspace anyway due to protest-related stuff and whatever the fuck else is going on, I was excited to talk about 2002. And a special shout out to our patrons. Yeah, special, like, much love to our patrons. I mean, love to all of you, but, like, also love to our patrons. We have two new ones, by the way. Woo! Which is, like, insane to me because I'm like, oh, you know, if you all want to cancel because I'm going through a depressive episode, I'll totally understand, but we got new ones. So shout out to Carly and, I'm sorry, it's Kirsten or Kirsten. I'm, I apologize. I'm pretty sure it's Kirsten, but I apologize if I fucked up your name. Yes. If we fuck it up, please reach out to us. 
I'm sorry. We want to make sure that I should we have get reached right. out to we, you. We're, yes, we are very, very appreciative. Can y'all tell that we haven't like been in podcast mode? Yes. In a couple well, weeks this we're just... all the stress now with me getting back to work. And right, Mike's going and back to work, which yeah. is like its own whatever the fuck. Exactly. Oh boy. But we're here. We're doing this. We're here for you guys, and we're excited to talk about it. We do have some VH1CU news. Ooh. Um. Boo, 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 boo. There's been a wedding. Who? Delicious got married to oh, Raven Santana, right. which oddly has to do with like current events anyway. So for those who don't remember, Delicious, uh, Flavor of Love season two winner, has been dating Raymond Santana from the Exonerated Five, formerly known as the Central Park Five. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you are not a real ally. Just gonna fucking throw that out there. Duh. But uh, <laughs> look into the Central Park Five, please. Uh, yeah, so they, I'm not entirely clear on how they met their relationship is very bizarre to me but they are now married they decided in the midst of everything that's going on they might as well get married it it looked nice uh candy burris was one of the bridesmaids very cool yeah i don't so, know how do they know each other atlanta just oh, general okay. atlanta-ness it's funny that we've kind of it's like- a very it, despite being a large city it is a very small town in terms of black entertainers they're all friends with each other Interesting. Yeah. And late, oh. and Candy's been there forever. She's like a staple in the community, so she's friends with everybody. So hmm. that's been really good. We've watched their relationship blossom. Yeah. And like, and the, well, they have not been afraid to document all of it on Instagram. So that is true. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, obviously, as, despite how shady I sound, we are obviously wishing them the best. Absolutely. Raymond in particular, nothing against Delicious. I mean, I've said plenty against Delicious, but especially considering what Raymond went through, you know, obviously, I wish nothing but the best for him. So. Absolutely. Her dress actually weirdly kind of reminded me a little bit of mine, but had this very weird sort of thing over one boob. I don't think I saw the pictures. It's nice. It's actually a nice dress minus this one accent. And we all know George has been, like, open or whatever the fuck, so they're just out here deciding in the midst of protests and, like, a global pandemic. Like, let's just, let's get married. Just a reminder, (laughs) That should be the remix of the Jagged Edge song. It's like, we ain't get no healthier. We might as well do it. I don't know the words to that song. Let's get married. Well, I know that part. Okay. See, now it's like, it would be like, oh, I'm surprised Mike's not singing, but... I can't there, remember. see, look at all that shit I talked to end up singing. And you're the one that's singing. Mm. I know, because I decided to make myself a cup of coffee at 10 o'clock at night to get through this. And everyone, please wear a mask. Yeah, wear masks, please. Stay social distanced. Uh, wash your hands. Just be like a respectful human being. Don't be dicks to people who are exactly. wearing masks. We've, it's obvious that things are... Especially if you're out there protesting, please be safe, be smart. Yes. We obviously fully support your Stay efforts, healthy. but yes, yeah, just be just careful. Be smart. Wear a mask. You see everywhere that's been lenient or open spiking. Wear a mask. Protect yourself. Protect others. But I think I think everybody else also has access to the news. Like we're. Like, I know. I'm just okay. So can we also talk about actually what is it, sort a of PSA? Is that what it's called? Yes. Can we also sort of talk about the VH1CU reactions to current events? And I have oh. to give a I have to give a tiny bit of props, especially relevant to this ch- current show that we're recapping. So y'all know two people. If you've been listening to the season, you y'all know two people I love to shit on during the course of the season yes. are Lacey and Sam. Mm-hmm. 
both of whom have been very outspokenly supportive of Black Lives Matter yes. in general. So a special I'm, shout out to them. Yeah, which I mean, that's insane that that's how fucking low the bar is, right? That we that's have to cool. give, like, we have to praise people for, you know, especially white people for doing, you know, for supporting a human rights movement. But here we are. Interestingly enough, Brett Michaels posted for Blackout Tuesday. I mean, mm-hmm. he hasn't posted anything else, but he actually like left a whole caption too that was like, you know, love and healing to or something like that to George Floyd's family yeah. and. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, believe me, I wasn't expecting a fucking thing from him, period. And he posted for Blackout Tuesday. Very cool. I mean, I sort of went on a teeny bit of a tear and, like, was going through. And, I mean, I unfollowed a bunch of people before I even had to, anything to do with them from Daisy of Love and whatever for posting really racist shit. Mm. Also, just shitty shit about COVID being like, oh, this is all a scam and, you know, whatever. And first of all, your opinions are garbage about that. But then on top of that, to be like, all lives matter. Like, I saw Lacey getting into an argument with one of them. So, like, props to her, too. Nice. Um, Sam actually today posted about, like, posted the cover for White Fragility. Cool. And was like, everybody should read this book. So props to Sam. Props to Lacey. Because Lacey was, like, one of the first people I saw to do it in the VH1CU, period. And, like, not just even do Black Eye Tuesday, being straight up, like, Black Lives Matter. So... You know, thank you for that. And I reached out to her and was like, you know, I appreciate you using your platform in this way. Very cool. Uh, I did reach out. I did <laughs> did reach out to two VH1CU people. One of them, I think, was from For the Love of Ray J, who mm-hmm. was like, posted Blackout Tuesday and then proceeded to keep posting selfies. And I like was like, you stupid bitch. Well, I didn't say that, but like that, I said that out loud. Kind of just missed the message. But I was like, that literally defeats the purpose of doing it. And she's like, um, this is my page. So, and I was like, you dated a black man on television. Like that's what you're like famous for. That's what you developed this stupid little following with your teenies and your fucking, what are those things? The, the ones, the flat, what are the waist trainers, the waist trainers. Like bitch, if you want to have this fucking platform, like, you develop this platform not just because, you know, of your sparkling personality, you know, you develop some of this following because of that. And like not to be crude about it. Well, to actually be no. crude about it. If you can take black dick, you can fucking stand up for black lives. Well, you've been, you know, yes. whatever. You've always liked that saying that some people were putting on signs. Because like how many people, what is you it, know. Your mouth or whatever. Yes, but you don't have to say it. But you pretty I mean, I much have to say it, it. But I mean, similarly. like, you know. I did do a tiny bit of digging in terms of some of my exes and none of them are posting about this mm. shit. And it's like, oh, okay. How interesting. Oh, how the turntables. Nice to see a lot you of know, porn stars kind of standing up not too. Not really which is, as many as you would think. Yeah. Well, the ones that and were were wrestler. calling out like all of them. I know. Even the wrestlers. Yo, wrestlers. Like, a couple of them I had to unfollow. Wrestlers? Yes. Who? Uh, Wait, what do you mean? For not posting Black Lives uh, Matter stuff. We don't want to get yeah, into all of this because yes. we're, we're going a little too far out of the Look realm. Look at the growth of Randy Orton. Yeah. I mean, certainly that in and of itself. But anyway, so also, speaking of this show that we're currently watching, fucking Mia, who now has a little bit of a platform, as we've mentioned, she now is on a HGTV show. Mm. And, you know, like, I understood. Listen, I understand that speaking out is not in everybody's comfort zone. All right? I get it. I also understand that, you know, it's it's a little bit challenging. You don't want to get involved in some of that stuff and you don't want to say the right thing, especially initially. Right. Yeah. 
I, I, to- I, I understand. I don't totally agree with it, but, you know, I could see where people are coming from. I empath- I empathize, you know? And the whole, like, oh, I've been trying to find the words for a week or two. It's yeah, like, I mean, I've got my own feelings on that. We're yeah. not going to go there. But, you know, once it got to a point where, like, enough people were writing it in enough aesthetically, like, cute hearts and flowers kinds of ways, I was like, all right, you know, some people need to be saying something about it. And then on top of that, once Blackout Tuesday came... It- it almost kind of like lowered the bar where it was like, okay, fine. You know, people are posing these, posting these squares. Like, what else are you going to yeah. do? Look at Drew Brees. <sighs> Don't get me started on that situation. It just makes me sad. But to see people not even going as far as to post the black square to me was like a middle finger. Like, that's how low the bar. The, the bar was the black square. If you didn't even manage to post that mm. or something along those lines. And you weren't posting anything else. Like, that's when I'm starting to look at you sideways. So finally, I think towards the end of the day, maybe or something like Mia finally posted something and I left some nasty comment on it. Like, oh, my gosh, so glad like a human rights movement could fit into your aesthetic and like put a bunch of like flower rainbow emojis at the end. Mike shaking his head at me right now. Uh, She deleted it with the quickness, but your comment or the post? The comment. I don't know. Figures. I mean, it makes sense, but, you know, disappointed. But anyway, to wrap this up, this whole long tangent on a positive note, you know, shout to Lacey and Sam. Yeah. For being, being great allies. Being, well, for being allies. Yeah. Certainly making more of an effort than a lot of other people were. So there's that. <laughs> All right. Um, Is there before, other news, I was or? gonna say there isn't. I don't think there's any other VH1 CU news. I think the only thing other else I wanted to talk about was very quick what we're watching now that it's you know we're creeping up on twenty minutes of mm. me ranting. But very quickly, what we're watching, we're on to season three of Beverly Hills Housewives. Mike was just introduced to Yolanda. Mm-hmm. Well, I was Yolanda. I always do the PD Pablo thing. I know. And she sucks so far. She's already been telling Gigi uh, to make sure makeup artists don't make her eyes look Chinese. Yeah, that, it's kind so, of like you've been on TV for five minutes. Like, you really got to be problematic. And then already, she, like, yeah. quadruples down on it. Like, she says it in a talking head, too. And it's like, bitch, what? Mm. But you fucks with Brandy, though, right? Like She's she, pretty cool so far. She I has like zero her. chill. No, it's really what it is. She's <laughs> just kind of like, she joined like, the show, hey, but she's like, I ain't going to be like. Um, I know you all hate me. Um, and I just want to acknowledge that. And like for these like passive aggressive white ladies, like that is <laughs> like, like, oh, the shit. scariest yeah. thing you could ever say to them. Because I don't want to talk half the shit on camera. Yeah. And, and she's, she's got Lisa's Kyle corner. shook. Like she's got Kyle like pressed. Well, Kyle's and probably just like, what the fuck did I think? Because Kyle's like, her um, I don't actually like have these conversations to people's faces. I talk about them like behind their backs. We need and to on make camera. a TV show. That's why. Yeah, I know. What better way than talk behind the back and then you can all bullshit at the reunion. Yeah, it's pretty great. But that's been good. We also started watching, yes, Dirty John, Betty Broderick. For all my true crime fans, this is like an iconic legendary story. For those who don't know, it was this woman back in the, what did we say, early 80s, right? Sometimes early 80s. 80s. I can't, yeah. Her husband, who she like did all the fucking emotional labor for while he went through law school and med school and 
he fucking leaves her for his secretary, which I turned to Mike a hundred times and I said, to me, the most offensive part about this is how cliche it would be. Mm. Don't ever do that shit to me. Don't ever leave me for a woman that much younger. <laughs> if and, I'm making enough money doing something, having a secretary, I'd just be happy with that. I don't need to. I would hope you don't need to a, fuck her. A, yeah, be Jeez. an asshole. But yeah, so I, I, I mean, I had watched the Lifetime movie, or that wasn't Lifetime. Well, I, I watched it on Lifetime. It wasn't originally on Lifetime with Meredith Baxter Bernie and the pedophile dad from Seventh Heaven. Mm. And it's so interesting how the story is told so differently because, I mean, obviously he's a victim. We obviously don't condone. Oh, so anyway, Murder, so she, yeah. anyway, so she's like, she, she goes nuts and she kills him and the wife, right? That's spoiler alert. And it's so interesting how the difference between how they tell it in like the late 80s made for TV movie versus this, where the conversation has shifted from just beyond, you know she's fucking crazy to she's like hey just, she's crazy and he's like i mean like i said obviously it was we their don't... actual life yeah it's he, a very big difference he like made her so dependent on him that it kind of just took the rug out from under her feet and like obviously she handled it really poorly but it it is understandable how somebody who was not operating with a full deck of cards could end up going that route, mm. I guess basically is the point. So definitely check that out. I think it's on USA and streaming yes. and shit. So Tuesdays, Tuesdays, I think they have three episodes already. So you can at least catch up quick that besides that, I think just golden girls. Well, golden. Well, and I watch an anime called Baki. It's on Netflix. Uh, seasons one and two, I think have English dubbing, but season three, you gotta use subtitles um that's about it i don't enjoy it it's pretty cool it's like this fighting tournament thing okay chit 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 check it out it's a beastie boys thing that's okay all right let's get into this oh boy i think it's about time i'm i'm trying to think if this is going what the cameron song that we were talking about in the 2000s the cameron song we said in 2002 are you ashamed? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm, I've never been more ashamed than I am right now. Nice. Anyway, so we are coming back to Rock of Love, reason yes. for the season, right? So, yes. Uh, so, came back on like an okay episode. It's not bad. It's more of like, I mean, part of it just seems fun, which is nice. But then we obviously do get some other shit that goes down. I'm just usual. convinced like he's trying to put them all in danger constantly. No. This one was certainly the least dangerous, but it was still... You gotta wrestle this alligator. It's the next logical step. (laughs) Season one, episode seven, alligator wrestling. It's like, oh, shit. How do you think I get my boots made? How do you... How did you feel coming back to this? I don't know. I thought it was... I mean, I watched this now. I mean, I took my notes a while ago. Yeah. But watching it again today, I didn't really forget much. Like, especially looking back at my notes. It's like, all right, I actually took decent notes. Who would have thought? But, uh, <laughs> but no. I wouldn't have thought. It, w- it was fun to get back into it. I am excited for the rest of the season. Because I, I did forget who went home this week when it started again. I was like, I know it's between these two. And I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. I mean, usually you can tell during the course of the episode based on who they narratively focus on. Yes. But this one, they kind of did a semi-decent job misleading us. Like, I was, I was kind of up in the air until the end. It's like they forced the Shyamalan twist. 
I mean, I wouldn't say it was a twist. It wasn't I know, out it wasn't of really nowhere. So. Just how he did it, I guess. But, all right, let's get into this. So, we yeah. got Rock of Love, Season 1, Episode 6, The Tour Bus Challenge. Yeah, and I think because it's been a while, if you were current at the time of our last episode, I might as well remind you who's still here. So, we got Brandy M, Heather, Jess, Lacey, Magdalena, Mia, and Sam. Yes. The, what does he call them? The mag- Magnificent, Magnificent Seven. The Magnificent Sexy Seven? No. He I think says he says Sexy like Six at the end. That might but... be. Well, he's trying. Anyway, so the the episode opens almost a little creepy where Big John just like Yo! walks in on them sleeping. Okay, I was like, so no, invasion a couple of privacy of them, much? I, I mean, I'm guessing obviously that they were prepared and this was all staged. But just the idea that their bed room is like has a glass lining door to the backyard and somebody could just walk in if they wanted to yes. is fucking weird i mean obviously the cameras are in there i'm sure they knew and they had to pretend to be sleeping but it's more just it's, principle yes. like it, john just walks in and he's like if this is rock and roll not rock and sleep get up it's also been a long time since we like started an episode with everybody still in bed because most of them lately have been literally picking up almost exactly where we left off yeah they do some the of those before. the nighttime continuances so they're all pissed because it's apparently 6 a.m and they just got like screamed at to wake up for it's no apparent reason i am real tired okay right, no just because i challenged I you to sing like i challenged you with not every to sing. scene just if you could operate on something other than spite i would appreciate it oh, so how about some sprite but there's no caffeine all right, so what does Big John do here? He tells them to get up, but then Brett says, all these girls are here because they want to date a rock star, but they got to start stepping up and giving me their A-game. Says, so far, he's really connected with Jess. He really likes Heather and Lacey, but hasn't seen a lot from the other girls, like Magdalena and Mia, which you've been on three dates with Magdalena so far. Yes, so exactly. It's not for lack of opportunity. <laughs> And it seems like every single week it's like, you know what? I haven't really spent too much time with this person and it's Mia. It's like, dude, it's been a couple days. Like either send her home or maybe spend some one-on-one time with her. Just like find a way to make the time with her. We don't fucking see it. She has managed to not get almost any camera time at all so far. And the fact that she manages to stay this whole time is completely inexplicable to me. So the ladies are all half asleep at the big long table that they have in the dining room and big john tells them today's the day for each of them to step it up individually and brings them a note from brett so i was like oh cool he's gonna spend time getting to know them one-on-one that's not what fucking happens (laughs) do you all know what individually means that's not what happens here so he brings them a note from brett Lacey reads it She's. It says, from New York to L.A., I've rocked and I've rolled, but a cross-country tour can sure take its toll. Today, one lucky lady will show her road skills, but the other five honeys will end up roadkill. Yikes. Heather thinks this is racing cars. Jess is like, I think we're riding motorcycles again, which it's like, why would you do the same activity twice? That, what is yes. wrong with you? <laughs> You're that not wasn't. that stupid. That wasn't going on thinking. And then they do like a very quick transition where they're all like heading out to the limo and they're all dressed pretty cash. I feel well, they were probably told like, hey, don't wear 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 heels today. That's true. But also they should have been like probably wear sneakers. I don't know. 
not like something nice that you don't want ruined. Well, yeah. They pull up to this parking lot with a tour bus on it and Brett and Big John are waiting there and everybody's like, oh my God, happy birthday. So that means that this was filmed on March 16th. Brett turned 44 that year. Just like too fucking old for this shit. Brett says in a talking head, he's like, all right, later on, we're going to party. But right now I've got something very, very special planned for these girls. Watch this. He says very, very a lot during the course of this episode. I did not. He qualifies things a lot with doubles, especially very, very. Interesting. I've written it down a couple times, so I'm going to point him out. So he says to the ladies that he's looking for a girl who can handle life on the road with him, which it's like, we fucking know. (laughs) We know, Brett. We've heard that you tour a lot. We get it. Develop a personality outside of that. So, And he's looking for a girl who can handle life on the road with him and all the insanity that comes with it. In each city, quote unquote, two of them will compete head to head in a rock tour related challenge. The girl that wins will jump back on the bus and the girl that loses gets left behind. So the winner will get a killer date and he means killer. And I'm like, sir, relax. So he turns it over to Big John, who tells all of the ladies to get back on the bus. Brett tells us that he spends anywhere from six to nine months every year for the last 22 years on a tour bus. So he's created a tour bus challenge to see if these girls can really hang with him out on the road. So first they pull up to one spot and there's a little road sign that says like, welcome to New York City. Yes. So they drive a few yards from wherever they were initially standing. It's like they went like, all right, guys, we're going to loop like real quick. barely the other end of the yeah. parking lot. <laughs> so there's a pile of clothes and two suitcases. So Big John walks over to them in the bus with a cowboy hat and says that there's names on a slip of paper and they have to choose randomly who's going to compete. So the first person he draws out of the hat is Jess. And you would assume that he would pick the other person, but... The person who gets drawn from the hat then has to pick the other person. It's the advantage. I mean, you I guess. To choose, yeah. So she chooses legs. So, like, they don't ever introduce these nicknames. All of a sudden, people just start getting called nicknames here, and we're just supposed to yeah. understand what that means. So she chooses legs, a.k.a. Magdalena, for her opponent because she's the least athletic. And they get off the bus while the other ladies hang back and get to watch from the bus windows. So Big John tells them that they got to hustle from city to city to get to the next show. And when the bus is ready to go, they need to be ready to go as well. So then he points out the suitcases and is like, all right, the first one to pack all these items into the suitcase, get the suitcase fully zipped and get back to the bus wins. Sounds simple enough. Simple enough. I mean, there's not a ton to describe here. Basically, they're competing neck and neck the whole time there's a lot of shit though squishing and stomping until jess has a red sweater caught in the zipper and magdalena wins so and does like a funky little dance competitive ass jess is pissed that she like lost immediately magdalena gets back on the bus and jess just has to sit on the awkward little bench they have there Mm -hmm. next to the sign so then the bus drives off to like another couple feet no, in the parking yeah, like lot 20 feet not even because you can like see it from like when they're doing their like 
in scene talking heads. Like you can see the other person well, no, not was, that far I was off say, behind with, them. With the person who loses this one, when they go to the bench, you st- just see Jess sitting in on the, her in the distance. I, it made me laugh pretty hard. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Like, they don't have space in the parking lot. Like, where is this even? They forced them to stay on the benches. It's very awkward. They pull up to Philadelphia. Obviously, Brett's sort of area. Mm -hmm. There's two porta-potties there. I thought that it would have made more sense for the person who won the last challenge to immediately be the next person. No. Why? I think if you win one, you should be excluded from the next one. So it skips you. Because if you won, you should get some sort of an advantage. No, I think if you win, you should just keep getting challenged. No. Then it turns into a gauntlet, and that means you're disadvantaged the whole time. Winning should mean something good happens. No. Winning means, like, you should keep wanting to try harder. It doesn't matter. That's, either way, that's not how it works. It just is con- convenient that Magdalena ends up being the next person drawn from the hat. So Magdalena chooses Sam, which is probably who I'd choose because mm-hmm. she seems like she sucks at a lot of things. Wow. <laughs> Competition-wise. So they get off the bus and Big John says, did I tell? Did I mention what was outside for this challenge? I don't think so, right? No. So it's two porta-potties, y'all. So that's, You mentioned porta-potties, I literally yes. would quit. I would be like, no, thank you. But I don't know if you mentioned the red bags. Well, I didn't get there yet. So Big John says, on the road, we don't always have five-star accommodations, but Brett's lady always has to look smoking hot. And I was like, oh, this might be a cool challenge if they have to, like, try to do their makeup <laughs> in the porta potty That looks hard. So he said, behind me, we have two rock star changing rooms, also known as portable waste stations, which I'm like, damn. Proper terms. I know. It's like one of those things like Band-Aids that you forget that probably the term porta potty is yes. probably owned by it someone. It's just a bandage. Yeah. They have to change out of what they're currently wearing, like their regular ass clothes, and put on the clothes provided in the bags. So they are able to look in the bags before they go, and the clothes that they have in this fucking bag are just a disaster. So they pull out this corset that looks like it's made out of Twizzlers, right? Nice. Right? No, didn't they? It was very shiny and leathery and red. I just, I don't know. Red and black. I just kind of want a Twizzler. The red (laughs) ones, though, not the black ones. The licorice ones are gross. So they have those, and as Sam later describes, it's like this crotchless lace onesie, these wedges with ties on them, a corset, this sort of very Britney Spears, oops, I did it again, not oops, I did it again, baby one more time, like crop top with a tie in the front, and then this, like the corset, like I said, and this mini skirt that she describes as like a belt. (laughs) So off they go. The porta potties are torn up in the inside. Just a disgusting disaster. It would be funny if they had like the crew like take shits and stuff beforehand. Oh, that would be just cruel and unusual. It's funny. It's not funny. As long as there's not like like, poop on them or on the walls. That's true. Basically, it's just it's toilet paper everywhere and it probably smells bad. And they probably put like fart spray in there. Unpleasant. And then we get gratuitous shots of them changing from above. I mean, obviously, obviously. we need to see them changing, yes. but also, like, we didn't need to see Magdalena's boobs like that. Well, we've seen Heather's a little more, so. I know, but that's different when you're, like, purposely taking your top off in that's front true. of the cameras versus, like, participating in a challenge in a bathroom. The outfits are a disaster. They don't even go together. <laughs> Magdalena comes out first, but Big John specifies that the straps on the wedges have to be tied behind the ankles. Wrapped twice and tied. Yes. And while she's trying to fix it and tie it, Sam comes out fully dressed with her shoes tied correctly so she is able to move 
forward mm-hmm. in the next round. They drive a little bit further to Detroit, and there's a fucking dumpster. Yes. I would have been, like, this is where I would have been, like, I fucking quit. Why? It's a, why? I quit. I just, it's disgusting. I quit. I I know, I would have done exactly that. (laughs) I quit, Mr. White. That's my Jimmy impression. Yes. Lazy gets her name selected out of the hat, and she chooses Sam, which she says is, like, try like she's probably wiped out from the previous challenge which is smart strategy plus she's already in this ridiculous outfit so at the very least even if you lose you know that person is like physically uncomfortable for the rest of your time they get out of the bus and big john tells them that brett lost his favorite guitar pick the first person to find it in the dumpster wins it reminded me a lot of double dare Right, that was the one at yes. the end where they had to do the challenge and like the snot. Yes, they go through, they dig through the nose, they slide into the pool, and they start searching through the slime. Dude, where's the Pluto channel for that? I want to watch that. They have Nick. Oh, that's another one. Well, they have the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles have their own channel, which is crazy. But that would be genius. Throw that. Throw uh, uh what, what would, would you, you do? do? Throw Nick Arcade. I'm trying to think. What was the other one? And then figure it out. I remember there was a period of time figure where like, it out figure was it good. out was on every single fucking yeah. day. And I remember being a kid and being like, if I never watch this show again, it would be too soon. And wow, now I here liked I am, it. twenty years later. I mean, some like, of the talents were stupid. I mean, I I mean, it was just it was on every single day. Yeah, all of the time. Oh yeah, they had their lineup going, of course. I know, but it's Legend of the Hidden Temple could be on there. Oh my god, that one I loved. There's that a was- ton that we probably can't even remember right now. I know. There was another one, too, where it was, like, numbers on a wall. What was the one with numbers on a wall and you had to pick? Oh, that's a throwback. I know. What was that it one was the, called? Not the match. Obviously, not the match game. Um, I can't remember. But Nick, they used to have their – they used to replay all those I remember. on, one, there on was like, like on... Nick Classic or – not Nick Classic or yeah, Junior Splat or one of them. Or something. Maybe it was Splat, yeah. Who fucking knows? I'm sorry, everybody. They really need to bring that back. Now I kind of want – let's I start know. a fucking petition. Well, I think change.org, there's enough going on that we don't need a Nickelodeon petition right now. Very true. Oh, by the way, everybody, uh, let's work to arrest Brianna Taylor's killers. Yes. Just going to throw that in there. Anyway, back to the show. Lacey describes it as fishing through soup, basically trying to get through this disgusting dumpster. They did do a really good strategy of getting all the big stuff out of the way first. I don't know if I would have been that smart. Teamwork. So Sam eventually finds it and then has to struggle to get out of the dumpster because her outfit, her skanky outfit is falling apart. Well, and it's like Big John like helped her at first and was like, ah, shit, you stink and like just leaves. (laughs) That was pretty funny. Yeah, Sam very sarcastically says in a talking head, apparently there's no limits on what I'll do for my man. Wink. Then they drive a couple extra feet to Nashville. Which, why you would go from Detroit to Nashville. And also, what does that say about Detroit, that they use it by representing it with a dumpster? That was kind of shady. I feel like it was just a random thing. I know. It just was... He needs to find his guitar pick. Yeah. I'm just saying, Detroit with a dumpster is, like, kind of shady. So, at Nashville, there are two guitars, two amps, a pile of wires, and then a tuner. Not... I'm only like, not, what is a tuner? It tunes the guitar. I mean, obviously, but like, what does it look like? Um, I mean, I've used my phone for my guitar. So pretty much it's just, 
I my sister got me one a while ago for Christmas. I had one. Pretty much imagine something the shape of the phone. Okay. Has a little tiny microphone area here which can pick up the sound, and then it'll have a meter that tells you what oh. uh, what you call it, what chord you're hitting. Mike's guitar corner, everybody. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> this a is lot. happening. This is uh, happening yeah. on more than one episode, apparently. I haven't played in years, but yes. That's one of the joy. I mean, having a tuner on your phone is like life changing. Look at the future. Yeah. So Brandy M, as they're pulling up and she's like, everybody starts to see the setup. Brandy M is like, oh, you know, this is definitely I'm going to crush this. Like, I'm really good with electronics. I uh, hooked up my mom's surround sound. And I was like, what a weird flex. <laughs> I also feel like they threw in the tuner because originally I think they meant it to be like you need to play like a note or make it sound like it's in tune yeah but then it was taking and it was long, just yeah it disastrous yeah. they're like fuck it so plan b big john introduces nashville as the home of country music and me and draws heather from the hat and she chooses mia so big john tells them that brett sometimes needs help setting up his gear and the first one to set it up properly and make noise wins I guess while skipping ahead a little bit, Brandy M is like watching from the window going like, yeah, I told them that I was good at this just so I wouldn't get picked. So I wouldn't have to do it. Reverse psychology. I know. And I was like, damn, you even got me. You played me. Good job. I know. It was a good strategy. I don't know how that would have worked with the garbage one. Oh, my God, guys. I love garbage. This is like my dream challenge. I worked for waste management for like 15 years. (laughs) Did I ever tell you I have a really good sense, like a really keen eye for finding things in, a, in garbage? Book, I have the Guinness Book of World Record for where's Finding Waldo? picks in garbage. <laughs> so, Waldo. Who is that? Oh, that's Dana Comedian that hates Waldo. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, Hannah Gadsby. Yeah. yeah. That was funny. <laughs> that was very funny. Oh, yeah. That's right. We watched that. Douglas is her special on Netflix, yes. too. It was very funny. Like, basically, they're just trying to plug shit in. And Mia says, you know, I'm just going to keep putting cords and holes until I get sound. The gag is, though, neither one of them have the speakers plugged in. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing. That was really embarrassing. So after a while, because this is taking painfully long, Big John's like, um, so the first rule of being a roadie is to plug in your amps. And Mia goes, oh, I fucking thought so. <laughs> it's like, what? Why didn't you just do it then? Just look. Just look around. Bikum, I'm plugging in everything. I'm pressing the power button, but, but there's honestly, no red I'm light. I'm throwing all this shade. That sounds like a mistake I would have made. I would like to know how long it was until he said something. That's true, but it seemed like it took. Because if he got frustrated, really it, it could have been like ten minutes, and he's just like, "Oh my god!" I don't think it would have been ridiculous. ten minutes, but like at a certain point, after a few minutes, when you notice that no progress is being made whatsoever, and yes. you just and like they're sitting on the bus, going, "Come on, guys, plug it in! <laughs> like plug in the amps for God's sake." So they're both kind of struggling, but then they figure it out and Mia finally gets it. So she goes back on the bus and then Heather's left on her bench. I, I feel especially bad for Lacey, I got to say. Like, not only are you like, covered she, in I felt bad because she said she wore her like best shoes. Yeah. And now she's covered in dumpster garbage. And it's like the third challenge. So you have to sit there and wait until everybody else is done. Mm hmm. And then also, I guess I feel bad for Sam, too, for that same reason, except not. Well, she's got to keep going, so I feel worse for her, I guess. Then they pull up to Seattle, and there are these two, like, magnet boards. Brandy M is drawn for this one, and she picks Mia to compete against. 
So they get off the bus and Big John tells them, sometimes get Brett gets drunk and forgets the words to even his biggest songs. Like, that's the best you could do for a segue for it's pretty this. pretty funny. It might happen. I can't imagine. Based on the amount of times he references Every Rose Has Its Thorn, I can't imagine like, a scenario where There's a story. Forget. I can't remember who I heard it. It might have been Jericho on one of those podcasts, but they talk tell a story about Ozzy Osbourne completely, like, just fucked up, forgot the words, That's everything different. for, like, I don't know if it was Crazy Train or just one song, and the song ends, and he just kind of, like, looks around and he goes... Well, that was shit, wasn't it? Let's do that one again. So they redid it because his guitarist was like going up to him and like telling him the lyrics and shit. But it was that bad that he's like, fuck. And the crowd went fucking crazy. Like, yeah, let's do it again. Oh, boy. So you do. Actually, weirdly, kind of semi-related to that because they just finished the Jessica Simpson saga Mm. on You're Wrong About, which was excellent, by the way. But they talk about how John Mayer, who in a story full of really terrible men, he might actually be the worst. Uh, I was wondering if this was going to take a twist to go for the positive. No, Well, sort of. It's it's a good Dolly Parton story, at least. Oh. So well, John awesome. Mayer did. I love that I'm like shitting on Mike for going off of the rails. But like, I'm sorry. This is like completely off topic. John Mayer just brings out the anger. John Mayer is like literally does not deserve human rights like based on how he treats apparently several women like you know how bad this story is it made me feel bad for taylor swift well she's awesome let's let's not get crazy (laughs) so well she's getting better certainly she's growing on me which if you knew anything about how i felt about taylor swift for a long time this is personal growth for me as well anyway John Mayer is terrible and he would do this all these mind games with Jessica Simpson where he'd break up with her and then he'd want to talk to her immediately after just back and forth all this garbage. So Jessica Simpson is slated to do partake in the Dolly Parton tribute for her Kennedy Center honors. Right. Mm -hmm. And right before she is about like the day she's going to do this earlier in the day, which apparently she was already thrown off because Shania Twain, who's also performing and Shania Twain is like fucking Shania Twain. She sees Shania Twain getting nervous and she's like, well, I'm not as good as Shania Twain. Like yes. if this bitch is fucking nervous, then, you know, what does that say about me? So she's nervous. And then John Mayer breaks up with her again, like the day she's supposed to do this thing. And she's nervous, so she's getting real drunk, and everybody's like, hey, Jess, maybe you should cool it on the booze, right? And then, right before she's about to go on stage, John Mayer sends her a fucking, oh, who was it? What is it, Aerosmith? I think it's an Aerosmith song. And he's like, oh, listen to this song. So then, on top of everything else she's going through, she's then trying to decipher this fucking message that he's sending her because he's a piece of fucking garbage. Whatever, he sucks. Anyway, so she gets up on stage to sing 9 to 5. Which is a great, probably true. Yes. And she completely fucks it up. Mm. And because she's nervous, because obviously, it, if you know anything about the Kennedy Center honors, which is such a weird sentence, you know that the person's there. So she's not only, she's singing in front of, uh, I don't know what year this was. I think it's probably Obama years. But anyway, so she's singing in front of whoever the president in as, president is at the time, as well as Dolly Parton, fucking this song up. You know, and she just straight up fucking walks off stage. So in the producers coaxing her, Dolly Parton ends up coming backstage and tells her, you know, I wrote this song and I don't even know the words. <laughs> That's funny. So She's the I, best. I, there was a point to my story. Is <laughs> Everyone needs story. a Dolly Parton. Everybody. Oh, what a wholesome icon. Do you know that she in this in the state of, I think, Tennessee, she sends 
if like if you're under the age of five or something, you register your kid and she'll the send books. you a book yeah. like every month. She's been doing it for God knows like how long. Decades. Like millions of books. Yeah, God. I forgot what it was. That's when, are, when is she getting canonized for sainthood? They said take Honestly. out all the statues in Tennessee and just put up Dolly Parton ones. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, it's not even my state. It's not even my problem. But I fully agree. tear down most statues and replace just them with Dolly, Dolly Parton, to be honest. Just put her face on the Statue of Liberty. Exactly. Where were we? What are we talking about? All right. Oh, right. We're so, at the board. Right. The so Brett is with- Brett allegedly gets so drunk that he forgets the words to his biggest songs that even though he can't stop quoting them all the time. So on the board is the chorus to Every Rose Has Its Thorn. So whoever correctly assembles the words first wins, which actually I think would have been a good challenge to do with several of his songs, mm. you know, to like be like, how well do you know Brett's music? And well, like, I feel prove like this that you're one just is just here for him. I mean, obviously, it's a very simple. Even song. I know the chorus to this. I would have been able to do it, I think. But then so they're trying to do it. And Mia's like, listen, I came into this thinking that I knew the words but once you get up there and there's like five it's and like three hisses you know it's it it's challenging so she technically finishes first but got it wrong i clocked that too i didn't see what she wrote i think she started it with i would hope every rose no i think she started with every cowboy Sings a sad, sad song. Yeah, I, even I knew it. I was singing it before, as they're putting it together. It's also like the easiest song to play on guitar. Is it? Oh, it's so Well, simple. I mean, if you're able to figure out this song, you can figure out apparently several of Brett's songs based yes. on that date with Jess. What was it, last episode? Yes, from the Brett Michaels solo, or the Brett Michaels band album, I think. I think it was just Brett Michaels, which was so weird because the day after we came out with that episode and... You know, like I went on that whole tangent about the album. It was like the 12 year anniversary of the album coming out, like the day after we posted that episode. It's weird. What a small world, right? I just like that was the time I decided to deep dive into it. It is a small world after all. So anyway, so Mia fucks it up and Brandy M finishes shortly after. She's correct. And basically this just becomes another excuse for them to play this song. They're really just trying to get their money's worth with having the rights to play these songs. Might as well. Free publicity. So then they pull up to L.A. and he's like, welcome back to L.A. <laughs> Been in L.A. the whole time, but, you know, whatever. So Big John says to the remaining two, which are Brandy M and Sam. Sam. What's that from? Supernatural. Oh. When Dean called out for Sam. Got it. Big John says, sometimes after a performance, Brett's surrounded by people, a lot of times in high security areas. The only way to get it to him is through the crowd and over the velvet ropes, which it's like, if you're his girlfriend, like, wouldn't they know you? You should be in there already. Well, <laughs> look at the movie Rockstar, where if I'm not mistaken, That's there's right. this, like, he keeps looking back. Jennifer Anderson gets kind of stuck. And eventually that one, like, roadie dude, like, helps out. Although he ends up being a creep. I haven't watched that movie in a very... That's another yeah. one. We talked about it's this a lot. With a, I know. I thought it was, like, received better. But when the, it first came out, it no, was. No, it wasn't. Really? I swear to God, because it came up in, I think it came out I in 2001. So I was looking it up for the, um, I was looking it up for the Patreon thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, this like did really well, right? <laughs> like, had like a 39% critics Oof. on Rotten Tomatoes. So I feel like I watched, that's another one that I watched a lot on TV. Yeah, but then, it was which always on like never TNT or something. Yeah. Oh, sorry, everybody. We're really off the rails today. So the only way to get through the crowd, get to him is through the crowd and over the velvet rope. So they have to 
like hurdle the velvet ropes yes. and push through security, which are blo- they're called blocking dummies, right? What is that called? You're a football person. Well, it's like a single man sled. Yeah, that thing. something like that. Yeah, because I even that, wrote down what he said. No, it was. Oh, did I even write? Did I actually write it down? Oh, I thought I did. It was like how to actually do it, but I didn't. Whatever. It's all about yeah, where you hit it, center of gravity, lift slightly, and they have big John's slides, nice and easy. They have big John's face on them, and they and like the bandana and all. And the first woman, he calls them women, so that's you know a plus. So the first woman back to the bus wins. So he gives them safety gear, aka knee pads and elbow pads. That's it. Get, That's all well, they get. It's better than nothing, yo. You take a spill jumping over one of those velvet ropes, you're going to get fucking uh, cut up. That's the one time I did track. The one time. Because everybody my whole life was like, oh, you're tall. You've got long legs. You should do track. Try hurdles. I did try hurdles. And that is why I have scarring on my left shoulder. Because I fell. I ate it. And that's the thing, because I was trying them in gym class, and I, like, was crushing it, right? I was like, this is going to be my fucking thing, was right? I get to show to off like my legs. legit height, though? Well, yeah, because, you know, like, the, the track program at Paramus Rec was, like, pretty legit. Oh, okay, so it was during the rec years. Yeah. I wasn't so, sure if it was, like, the high school. Height. And because our high school track was, like, bright blue, and if anybody else grew up with a blue track, how, like, my sh- how your shoes and the bottom of your pants were oh. stained or forever. Or if you fall and hit it, you get I blue was, down your arm. I was... I was cleaning blue out of my elbow for at least two weeks. Your shoulder? Right. There you go. The other joint. But yeah. The people couldn't see you pointing at your shoulder while saying elbow. Yes. (laughs) Poor Sam is still in her hoochie outfit and her flat boots. Like, thankfully, at least they let her change out of the wedges for this. Oh, you have to. But she still doesn't have sneakers on. So she's in her flat, you know, ruched boots. Although I made it. Yeah. I made a note saying Sam has to do this in her terrible boots. Yeah, so they so they take off and they do slow mo shots of them hurtling. You know, they're playing this knockoff chariots of yes, fire theme. You. Yeah, poor Sam has to hurdle with her coochie basically out. Brady M's got her whipped though. I'm also kind of convinced that Big John has a crush on Brady M. Oh, I thought it was Jess. He also has a. You can have both. a crush on more than one person. Well, yeah. He's not limited to just one. Oh, sorry. I said she had better form on the sled. All about center of gravity and balance. Yeah, I mean, you would know better than me. Mm, indeed. So Brandy M wins, and the tour bus just pulls off with her and Big John inside. They pull up to meet Brett, who's just chilling, playing his guitar for some reason. Because he has to have his moment playing guitar. He can't just be sitting there? No, he's probably been sitting there for an hour because of how long I the don't fucking think, amp thing took. I don't think they had Brett sitting there for he's an hour. He's probably sitting there like, well, I'm going to They're probably like, like calling each other on walkie-talkies and they're like, okay, stage him now. He's probably sitting on a bus himself. With his guitar in the bus. Yeah, but like he didn't have to, I don't know, whatever. We've already gone off the rails too much. Leave the man and his guitar alone. He actually doesn't know who's getting off the bus until the door opens. So that was kind of nice. Oh, yeah. He was but very happy. He's thrilled to see his wild thing. This is probably my favorite iteration of what's going on because. Well, hold on. Let me just play it first. It's. What's going on? I just thought that was so nice because he's got like this. He like. The high inflection? Yeah, he added like such a happy, surprised inflection to it. Well, he's probably happy to finally have a one on one. It was like an I am Groot thing. What? Where he just like says it and it means different things. Oh my god! You just have to listen to tone. That's probably that's actually pretty funny. I know. So then uh, he's actually pretty excited to see her. They get on the bus together. 
to head home, but the date isn't actually until the following day. Because today's his birthday. Well, I know, but like, it just is like, why did they have to go off together separate from everybody else if you're not going on the date? True. So they walk back in the house and Lacey's complaining about how jacked up her outfit ended up. Lacey says in a talking head that she hasn't been able to. This is like the same. I don't. I forgot if this is the same talking head, but basically they have her saying the exact same thing that she says in every episode. Yeah. That she's nervous about not getting any one on one time, which is not true at this point because she sat and had these snitch sessions with she him. She like chills in his room. Yeah. Right. So she's like, I haven't gotten any one on one time with Brett. Not true. She's like, I'm not winning challenges. No, also not true. And she's like, and it's starting to make me nervous, so I have to make up a new plan. Every fucking week we get the same shit. I'm tired of it. She and Heather go off to be shady and talk about who they should gang up on next. And they decide on Sam just basically because she's a very easy target, which not that I condone, you know, bullying people out of the house. But if you're going to, certainly she's the best choice. Uh, Easiest target. Yeah. Yeah. So they are like kind of strategizing. And I feel like they must have shown this out of order from when it actually happened. But also I'm not really that sure. It happens with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So they just they're like, oh, we're going to tell her that Brandy M like went down on Brett. Brett and Brandy M come home shortly after they do. And a bunch of the ladies are just chilling by the indoor pool. And Brett's like, ooh, la, la. <laughs> like, what a fucking creep. So Brett leaves Brandy M with them so he can finish up some stuff in the studio, he says, but he'll be back with some music and some good times. So ladies start making decorations. Again, like they can't give these ladies fucking markers. They need to still be decorating shit with nail polish. Always. No. Put it to use. If you can get a helium tank, you can give them markers. That's true. Like they can get them cigarettes all the time. You can get them markers. So they're blowing up balloons and putting up streamers. We catch Brandy M mid-convo. Because at first I was like, where did that blowjob idea come from? And then all of a sudden Brandy M, like, heliumed up is like, I might just suck his dick tonight. (laughs) And I have to laugh because, like, then Sam is also, like, they're all kind of sucking the helium out of the balloons. But then they get to Magdalena. And, I like, I'm not technically making this iconic line of the week. It's just y'all have to hear it because. Like, it didn't even change her voice at all. It's... Hello? It barely changed her voice at all. So, just made it slightly less deep. I just don't remember that part. I remember Brandy. I remember them doing the helium thing. I don't remember Magdalena. Or maybe I thought, like, her voice actually did get higher. I mean, barely. But... So Brett pulls up in his Mercedes Benz and the ladies are all waiting for him outside. I don't know why the, that just like irritated me. They're all just like waiting by the door. Because they're excited to see him. Like, Brett says in a talking head, and the party just started right there. As he pulls out his old school boom box. Yeah. So <laughs> there's two cakes with a fuck ton of candles. I mean, not to age shame, but like. It's just funny that he's like so much older than them and they, they could have so just put candles. like one candle on each. They didn't, couldn't get him a four and a four for Christ's sake. Or well, they don't want to say what his age is. Probably their producers are probably Google like, no, just put a bunch of Well, that's true. Because then we have to come to terms candles. with like the fact that he's almost double Jess's age. Yes. So he says in a tongue he had that when he blew out those candles, I was thinking the Magnificent Seven were looking hot. And my wish was to have the most awesome kick-ass time. No, that's a birthday gift that just keeps on giving. Nice. Not supposed to tell people your wish, by the way. but He probably had a different wish that he didn't tell. I was joking. 
So then he says, in true Brett Michaels fashion, here's the way the party went. I grabbed my cheap boombox, mic'd it up with my PA, mics, and the party rolled. Sure. Hate on the man wanted to party on his birthday. Yeah. I'm surprised that Heather stayed clothed the whole time. Maybe the producers were like, listen, we're going to spend a lot of time blurring you this season. Can you just relax (laughs) tonight? We're tired of blurring your nipples. Yeah. Not that it stops them from having to do it again this episode, sort Uh, of. Yes. Yeah, you get like the little peck. You get side. Yeah. Well, the thing is. Surprising. It was actually blurred. Well, I, or at least I think it is. I well, I, you know what it was? It's that I think you barely see any, just because like because her boobs are fake and the angles her nipples are at. They mm. shot it at just the right angle to only be side boob. Yes, and like this, like a crumb of nipple, <laughs> just a crumb. Might get so annoyed when I use that expression, but it's so you funny say crumb to me. a lot. It's recently funny. Just a crumb. So the ladies. <laughs> are dancing on the furniture the editors are piping in nothing but a good time and they're dancing on a stripper pole jess and me are in their underwear everybody's turning up except for magdalena who's smoking outside and she's like i don't ever want to hang on a guy's neck just so he can pay attention to me i'm not that kind of person Mm. again little bit of a high horse given how things turn out for you sis like i mean i know you can't tell how the future goes but hindsight foreshadow brett says so brett's talking about how everybody's turning up and he's like oh you know this one's on the pole that one's on the pole and then out of nowhere it happened and then they cut to sam dancing on the stripper pole it's funny she tries it's i mean it was more like where the hell did this come from you know and it's i thought it was funny because even heather at one point the one who's normally the party leader they show, show like brett then you see her face, and she's looking like, oh, my God, this oh, girl damn. actually parties? I mean, granted, she's trying to twerk, and she ain't got no ass. Mm. Like, she's got a behind, like a crack in your, ba- a crack in your back type of thing. But at least she's trying but to But she's have like, fun. you know, she's dropping it low, hopping right back up, those youthful knees. Good for her. Yes. It's just funny to try to watch her shake her butt. There's I mean, I'm not going to shame her. I'm not shaming her. She's it's trying just, to have it, some it's fun for once. Certainly, an attempt was made. Yeah. So Brett's like, oh, I knew she was holding back that sexy thing. I knew inside of her was this creature of sexual desire ready to explode. I swear to God, he's like, my dad wrote a porno. Is that what it's called? What? The the podcast, my dad my dad oh, I don't porno. know, but it sounds kind of funny. Yeah. What do they do? Go over porn scenes or something? I am not. I mean, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, but at this point, it's like such a wildly popular podcast that I don't know what they have been doing. It was like one of huh. the first ones to like really take off, and I just never really looked into it. Interesting. Because it's it's one pretty of the, funny, though. I think like for as long as I've known about it, the, the archived episodes have been behind a paywall, so mm. it's like not even Makes worth trying tough. to invest in. Yeah. I'm sure somebody out here is listening to it and knows. But anyway, I just feel like Brett like talks like that was his episode, his instance this week of like his weird romance novel way of describing things. I was to say he has to make it sound so like deep and poetic. Yeah, but it's also like gross. Oh, yes. So Sam says in a talking head, she's like, it's Brett's birthday and they were playing Brett's music and it's like really good and I'm feeling it. And I get up on that pole and I shake my ass. It's like, again, she an tried, attempt though. was made. 
Let her have her fun, damn it. So Lacey clocks that Sam's now getting a lot of attention from Brett. So she's like, I'm obviously going to have to do something about this. So first she and Brett, she and Brett, she and Heather are hanging all over Brett to try to make her Sam jealous. And Brett and Lacey then are very sloppily making out like full open mouth nastiness. Sam then does a talking Tonsil head. hockey. Yeah. Well, go. I feel like it's Little like t- this, not even like it. That would require their tongues getting far enough into the other one's mouth. Like it was like full open mouth. Like, ah, <laughs> it's not really as effective on an audio medium, but just take my word for it. OK. <laughs> Sam does this talking head about how like that's not her at all and she can't stand it anymore. And then we just see her storm upstairs and leave the party being fucking Debbie Downer yet again. Brett then realizes she's gone. And she's like, oh, where'd Sam go? She was just here. And they cut to her upstairs, like, scribbling on a notebook in bed. She's got to write her own songs and poems. Sam says in a talking head that it's upsetting to see someone I care about have girls all over them when I want to be that girl. She could have been. I just want to get out of here. Uh, Don't worry. That's probably what she was writing. Don't worry. I'm about to re-up my rant again. Uh It's coming. So it's the next morning and a couple of the ladies are up eating. Sam walks in from the backyard. I swear to God, this house is fucking Hogwarts. I don't understand because all of a sudden she storms outside from the kitchen and there's like stairs outside. And I'm just like the deck area. I don't get how this house works at all. So she like storms in and she's like, oh, I'm going to flip out. And Lacey goes, having a bad morning, sweetie. And Sam's like, get out of my fucking face. Should have threw down. And Lacey's like, what's wrong? And Sam just storms out the back door, just like fully fed up. Uh, Lacey's giving Heather the tea and f- filling her in about how Sam freaked out. And Lacey says in a talking head, it's pretty important for Brett to know that Sam's freaking out. So I took it upon myself to go talk to Brett. So she goes off and she's pounding away on his door. And Lacey and Magdalena, Lacey, Sam and Magdalena are sitting there watching her do this. And Magdalena's like mumbling to Sam. She's like, he's probably like fucking hungover. Like, what are you doing? Like the balls on this woman, you know? So Brett, who apparently is like fully dressed and ready, finally lets her in and they end up sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor which was really random like he's got a chaise lounge on the end of his bed or something like doesn't don't they have space to like actually sit why are they sitting only on the to floor? play guitar so Lacey says that she's starting to get a little worried about sam because she kind of had a freak out this morning and she seems like she's not really keeping it together and Lacey's like you know if you're out on tour and there's a bunch of girls on the bus like she's not gonna be able to handle it and brett because again he can't fucking like he thinks that this is like kiki time which keep your uh, thoughts on the ladies to yourself or to the camera directly he's like oh it's gonna go real bad real fast and she's like, you need someone who's gonna understand that lifestyle and brett says in a talking head i really really see there we go the doubles again i really really appreciated everything Lacey told me i'm starting to feel that maybe sam is way way too sensitive for this lifestyle (laughs) so they kiss and he thanks her and he says he's gonna go find sam so this is when we see heather topless so Lacey goes to tell heather of course heather is topless 
Yeah. So Heather goes to tell, uh, Lacey goes to tell Heather, who's standing topless by the pool. So after Lacey gives her all the tea about the conversation, they start plotting. Basically, they're like, oh, yeah, she's going home. So yeah. who's next? And they talk about how Magdalene is going to be the next one. Ma- Magdalene is going to be the only one left in that room. So she's next on the list. Brett goes looking for Sam and he finds her in her room kind of packing. So he's like, oh, like, do you plan on going? And she's like, no. And she says in a talking head, sometimes I just need to pull away. And, like, it doesn't mean that I'm mad. It's just that I need some alone time. Oh, my God. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be more patient with her. But she's like, this not like other girls think is fucking exhausting. You know, like, she's one of those people we all know on the inter- internet who are like, I'm an introvert, you guys. Like, I'm an introvert. I just don't really... Like, like people and just, I just my social battery like we get it okay I'm sorry if you're one of those people like I get that introverts are real but like it's not a personality trait y'all just saying savage <laughs> feeling spicy tonight uh so Brett asks if she had fun last night and she's like I did and he goes because you like really came out of your shell and I'm like that girl's got pole skills then he like he's like joking around and then he gets all serious and he's like you know i always believe that side of you is in there like you know to have fun and sometimes i feel close and then all of a sudden the brakes come on and then sam makes this like confused face which like i kind of get why she reacted that way because it's kind of like you know she's having fun and she's loosening up but then sometimes i guess like the reality of it kind of hits her that she backs off a little bit yeah But also at the same time, it's like, Sam, you do kind of go through mood swings a little bit. So it's not completely off base for him to make this assessment. Well, she explains it a little bit here, though. Right. So, yeah. So she's like, I'm a private person and like in a house where all these girls are competing for you. Like, I don't know who to trust. And Brett says something again that I'm like a little bit on the fence about where he's like, the only person you need to get close to is me. Now. Obviously, this is true because he's the only one at the end of the day that she's like looking to date. Yes. But at the same time, I don't know. That sentiment kind of like weirded me out. You know? Why? I don't know. Like, I think I'm probably just looking into it too deeply, but it just kind of feels like isolating. Like, because we, we know he's very territorial. But it's not just that. It's even like, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that what New York says? She's like, I'm not here to make fucking friends. Like, I'm here for flight. But I think it's also but different this is, when... Like, you don't need to make friends It's different when you're here. saying it yourself versus when somebody's telling you that that's what your goal should be. Well, that is the goal of the show. It's... I don't know. Hopefully somebody out there understands what I'm saying. So Sam says, how am I supposed to get close to you when other girls are grinding up on you? So Brett has the audacity... To say, in order to make any relationship work, there's got to be some level of trust. And I think Sam is harboring some severe mistrust issues. First of all, sir, she fucking told you this. And she's made it abundantly clear. Like, it's not like this is some weird, mysterious woman thing. Like, she's made it very clear that she's got trust issues. But then, it's like, I'm not going to, like, we're going to sit here, Brett, and act like you're completely 100% faithful like we we've read the groupie tales we've seen the kind of person you are we see this the setup of this show you're the type of bitch who likes to fuck around and then act shocked when the other person isn't a fan of it or wants to do the same that's why i should have chose brandy c that's true well he shouldn't have chosen brandy c for other reasons (laughs) but like brandy c wanted to cosplay as a fucking playboy bunny she didn't actually want to live that life Mm. 
Brett, Sam says to Brett that, well, this is like the most revelation because at first I'm like, are we still going to talk about your parents fucking divorce? Like, really? Is that what we're going to do with this again? But then she's like, I was in an abusive relationship and Brett's like okay like so tell me this this is what I want to know obviously I'm not going to shame Sam for only disclosing it now because obviously it's a very serious thing yeah and I understand why you don't want to necessarily lead with that I just was a little bit annoyed at first because I'm like are we still talking about your fucking parents but obviously it's more serious than that so she says that when she was 21 she was with this guy who was doing drugs and was verbally and physically abusive to her and he was cheating on her all the time on top of that and she quote unquote lost it but now she's on Prozac and she'll never put herself in that position again and she basically says you know what is fairly common in all types of relationships not just abusive ones but like you know that she thought that she had had love but she was really mistaking what she actually had for love like with all that went on in her life why the hell would she apply to be on a show like i that's okay well you beat me to it because well i guess we're going to talk about it later but we can talk about it a little bit now it's just like this is not the environment for you and i'm not going to tell somebody how to you know try to heal from a situation like that but Mm. this is not this is not it no like this is I, and she was the one at the time I couldn't find out how old she was and I forgot because now that she was on Talk of Love I was able to find her on social media which she looks great by the way she definitely ate, like you know we all had an awkward period in our during that period of time in terms of some of us really absorbed the the fashions of the time and she definitely was doing like an emo punk type of thing and certainly was a look but she's she looks good She's nice. healthy. She's got a normal hair color, you know, normal haircut. Good for her. So, yeah. Props to her. I've, I've tra- I'm giving her a hard time, but I'm giving 20-something-year-old. Yes. It's a hindsight. Yes. Sam. Anyway, back to the group at large. Ladies are all chilling on the couch. At the very least, Mia has her shoes on the couch, so that's fucking weird. Ooh. Some of the other ladies might, too, but at least I can see Mia's feet with her flip-flops on the couch, which is disgusting. Gross. Big John drops off a note for Brandy M, which I hate that they do this. Like They make them all sit to hear about other people's dates. Be jealous. Yeah. <laughs> BJ. So um, I hope you like sh- the note says, I hope you like shouting beers and flying pucks because BB tonight we're partying with the Anaheim Ducks. So Brandy is in her talking head freaking out because she loves hockey. So she's the perfect one for this date. And he says, later on this evening, someone will end. Oh, she the way she reads this is funny. So she says, later on this evening, someone will end their tour. It's elimination night and I'm sending home one more. Tour and more. Moo. No, she doesn't say more. I was waiting for her. Who were? I was waiting for her to say something like that, but she didn't. But then they do this very quick cut where it's like door closing on the limo. They're pulling up to the arena. Like, that's it. So Brett says, as he usually does on all these dates that he does not plan, that he wanted the state to be very special. So he arranged for them to have dinner in the VIP suite, which I was like, oh, that's nice. They get like a private little box. Like, yeah. the one we went to that time. In the bro- No, did you see behind them? There's like a whole bar. Because there's bars and suites. But it wasn't like an exclusive. Like, I thought it was going to be like a special space just for them. But they're off in the corner in a public section i mean not public yes. no but like, it's well that's yes the way i see what you're saying it's like why would they not rent out like a suite or something but no most suites 
they have seats for like 20, 30 people. No, I know, but it just was. I thought that if this was going to be like a date, you know, it was going to be like it a private nice. dinner. I know it was nice. It just was like, oh, this isn't as private as I thought it would be. So he says, as per usual, that he's like trying to get into her head a little bit and find out more about her. So he gives her this weird compliment where he's like, you have you probably have two of the most beautiful eyes I've ever looked at. Maybe he's been with women with No, one. it just was fun. <laughs> I'm not laughing at someone having one eye. I'm laughing at Mike's justification of that. Just two of the most beautiful eyes you've ever looked at. So then Brandy, not one to tamp down her ego at all, says, a lot of the girls are intimidated by me because I'm so bold and straightforward and they don't think they can handle me. I so- could see it. I mean, I agree, but, like, she's a little not like other girls during this scene, too. Of course. Because she's like, oh, you know, like, I'm just, you know, I'm not like other girls. Like, I tell it like it is. Like, she's saying this, like, Heather also isn't a tell it like it is type of bitch. I mean, certainly less so than Brandy. Well, Heather backs down, though. Yeah, Heather can back down. But I think she's also, like, a bold bitch. You know, like, she's mm-hmm. very quick to take charge. Like, if you call her out, she'll back down. But in general, she's the one in the situation where she's going to lead the group in whatever's happening. That is true. Brandy M continues and she's like, you know, I need a man. I need someone who's confident, who knows who he is in himself and, like, can be happy with himself in order to be with me. And Brett says in his talking head, like, Brandy M's wild thing. I don't know if I could rope this one in. It's like, why? Because she's confident and is looking for somebody secure in themselves she's wild that's wild wild thing so brett asks her if she has more guy friends or girlfriends and i'm like i know how this question's fucking going and she's like um more guy friends and like the girlfriends i do have are lesbians she doesn't say it but the implication here and later on is that like Oh, girls are so much drama. Like, I can't be friends with girls. There's so much drama. As if men aren't fucking drama. Like, this is the most bullshit shit. And, I mean... There's no real house husbands. Actually, they're technically... Well, there was a fake show. Well, there was a scripted show. But men are messy, too. Men can be messy bitches who live for drama. And on top of that, like... If lesbians weren't on occasion messy bitches who live for drama, The L Word wouldn't be a show that they have made and did a, a reality show version and revamped for the 21st century. You know, like, everybody's capable of mess. It's not just straight cis women, okay? It's not just us. <laughs> See it on your face where, like, you're saying it, no, but you don't I, believe it. No, but it's just, well, because, I mean, obviously, it's not like I'm saying that, I like, women aren't capable, is, yes. but I think just the idea, like, I think I'm just, like, annoyed at the idea of, like, oh, I'm not friends with girls because they're too much drama. Like, bitch, shut up. My female friends are some of the most supportive people on the planet, and if you don't have that, that's a you problem, not a them problem. Mm. So, <laughs> Brett starts to talk, He he loves to, like, Say, like, here's the thing. He goes, like, listen, there's one thing I would worry about. And I would think that Brandy would say something like, you know, no, I'm not going to date any of my guy friends or it's not like that or anything. She goes, I'm not going to turn gay. No, I could never see myself marrying a woman. You know, I'll have sex with one. But don't get me wrong. Like, 
I'll have sex with no she says I'll have sex with one like don't get me wrong but you know then I'll kick her out afterwards you know because she's a guy's gal you know she doesn't form emotional attachments she's just like love them and leave them because she's a guy's gal she's not like the other girls wild child so during all of this conversation though Brett is like super focused on his food and not making eye contact with her at all I did say he doesn't seem to be feeling this part of the date yeah I think uh Brett is really threatened by her like, Brett wants to fuck her because he knows She's that she looks... intimidating, yo. Yeah, but, like, I think that he is probably not super secure in his masculinity enough for a woman who is, like, so outright sexual and tells it exactly like it is and, yeah. like, has what's on her mind. Because I feel like a lot of guys will like that in theory and then they encounter a woman like that and they're like, oh, no. No, 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 no. She needs to think that I'm, like, the greatest thing to ever exist. Like, she needs to be opinionated, but, like, agree with my opinions. And also, they don't make eye contact when they cheers, which is bad luck. Bad sex. What? Yeah, you're supposed to make eye contact when you cheers or seven years of bad sex. Oh. Never heard it. Yeah. Never. I'm surprised. But, yeah, either way, I feel like it's also, like, just even if you don't believe in that superstition, like, I feel like it's also, like, if you're on a date with somebody, you should look them in the eyes when you cheers them. Like, come on. So then, like, this this is, like, I don't know, about midway through the episode, maybe a little later. So I'm like, what the fuck else are they going to do? Because I can't imagine they're going to show too much of the game. Well, I mean, you yes, of course, you get, like, a brief little thing. I mean, I was honestly pretty surprised that they went to, like, an NHL game. I'm not. He's probably a big hockey fan. No, I just mean in terms of the rights, you know. Oh, it's for them. They're probably just like, listen, like we want to bring Brett Michaels. They're probably like, oh, that's cool. We play some yeah, of this like, music. Yeah, but like I think, and they're like, guess, and we're gonna bring a crew and like music. Is it cool well, if we do this? They're like, fuck yeah. I'm gonna get back to that. Once but again, I, publicity. I, but I don't think the Anaheim Ducks, who had like a whole movie based around their franchise. What? That's where the Mighty Ducks came. Those from. are little kids. Where do you think that? Like, Disney bought out the franchise and turned it into the Ducks because of the movie. I forgot about the whole Disney park buying them. Yeah, Anaheim is the home of Disney Studios. Oh. Yep. They, it's all big public. I don't think they need uh, VH1's shitty reality show help when you're fucking Disney. Did they already own VH1? Disney doesn't own VH1. I don't think. I thought the I don't parent know who, company owns I don't, the, so Disney you, owns, like. So, and, I don't know. if I don't think Disney owns Viacom. I'm pretty sure they don't. Hmm. I don't know who owns Viacom, have to look this up. but hold on. I'm going to look it up now just for argument's sake, as if we're not wasting enough time during the course of this episode. So apparently Viacom merged with CBS and they're owned by something called National Amusements. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't look like Disney has anything to do with this. Gotcha. So it's not like all of this to say the Ducks didn't need VH1's no. help probably just a very easy meeting and also just like i feel like it's a risky thing to do to align your assumingly because i mean if you're a sports brand you're trying to stay relatively wholesome to appeal to families to get people to come out to games so if you're aligning yourself with you know a sex fueled adult themed programming it's a little risky as well so at, at the very least you know a small a minor league team would have more to gain than an nhl team that's would true. be my point of this. So anyway, so at this point, I'm like, what the fuck else are they going to do besides show this fucking date? And they cut back to the house, which my favorite caption this week is foreboding music. Oh, my God. As they cut to the backyard. So inside, on the big long table before, there's a little heart shaped. It looks like a rug. Oh, I, I couldn't no tell idea. what it was. 
like it looked like a place map but it was like a little too plush for that so there's a heart-shaped rug i guess on the table with a card and a little toy car on it and Lacey spots it and grabs it and gets everyone's attention the card says this one doesn't rhyme weirdly ladies looks like my date will run a little late tonight chances are i won't be able to spend any more time with you before this evening's elimination so i'm looking for some help I need you all to work together to create a list stating the biggest reasons why each of you should go home. Then they cut to them all sitting around the table in awkward silence. Yes. It was very awkward. I wrote complete silence. Yeah, it was yes. very awkward. Lacey says in a talking head, most of the girls are dreading this task, but I'm looking forward to it. It's just one more way to rattle them. It is funny how she just goes like, let's start with Sam. <laughs> Gets right like, into let's it. Let's be honest. Um, Sam sucks. Uh, she's jealous and insecure. You know, whatever. So insecure. And basically, it's so funny because every time Lacey is like very quick to volunteer what she thinks it should be about the other one, they have a talking head from this person like calling Lacey everything but a child of God. I mean, like, she gets it fucking bad in this thing. Oh, like, oh, I've got the I've got the worst ones written down where uh, Sam calls her a nasty, mean, dumb, fucking cunt bitch. Jesus. Spicy. A little more than spicy. That's it's like ghost pepper. Then Jess is like, oh, I don't feel comfortable doing this. And Heather's like, I don't either. And actually, I'm surprised Heather in a talking head is like, this is awkward and going to start a fight. Well, yeah, because all they do is talk shit behind everyone's back. It's tough to do it when you're face-to-face. I don't know. If I was Heather, I'd be a little bit bolder. I know? mean, they went right at Sam, like, real quick. I mean, because... Well, that's an easy she's one. She's easy to pick on. And she's she... not easy. She's easy to pick on. There well, yeah. Then when they get to Heather, Jess says she doesn't really think she's seen who Heather truly is. And Heather... And she really, bitch, I've shown you my titties. <laughs> that's true. It's like, you've seen a lot of me, to be honest. No, that's not what she says. But it's just funny because, like, just the way she's sitting and, like, her outfit, she's like, that's so weird because this is totally me every day. She's got on, and it's, like, worth seeing. Like, it's hard for me to describe what makes this so funny. It's just you really have to see it. But her outfit is just so absurd. So she's in this, like, light blue matching. She's like a cheetah girl, right? Because she's got this matching velour sweatsuit that matches her bikini top underneath with this and her scarf headband which it's like how did you good, find yeah. i mean it worked and but the thing is it like matched way too perfectly for things that did not come together she like, just got a good selling, eye then i guess but like you're not selling velour sweatsuits with bikinis with also scarves so like she, and she's a dancer. She, she needs all outfits. Perfectly coordinated. Ready. This is not a. That's not a stripper outfit. Maybe that's a coming home from the strip club outfit. Exactly. She wants to be comfortable. I, you're. You literally could not be farther from the point, but it's fine. But I just think it's fine. And she's got those horrendous, like late two thousands wraparound rimless sunglasses that but, also kind of match this whole outfit. And I'm like, I'm almost impressed by how horrendously two thousands this is. So then Lacey leads the charge on Mia and she's like, um, I just haven't personally seen that you seem really interested in him romantically. And Mia does some talking head. I didn't write it down, but she's like, Lacey's a fucking bitch. I wrote it. She's complete, cr- completely crazy, psychotic, cold hearted bitch. Yeah. So Mia's like, I'll just say this. Um, and I'm I could do she's got the thickest Chicago accent out of all of them. She's like, I'll just say this um, just because Chicago, Chicago. Um, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. 
threw in some Valley Girl at the end. I was just going to say, yeah, that wasn't very I don't really have too many opportunities to practice my Chicago accent, so. It's like California. I can do a pretty decent, like, Buffalo, like, upstate New York brandy M, but I don't ever feel like it. It's those Well, that's almost a little more. Well, because the thing is that Buffalo accent is a little Midwestern, because it's where Buffalo is located. It's like, we're getting Mm. close. But, yeah. I used to do, uh, because I... A friend of one of my best friends was from Rochester, because I had to say it like how they say it. Rochester, okay. Rochester, New York, and they would talk about this dish that is native to Rochester called the garbage plate. I used to do it much better, so bear with me. And it's a hot dog, a hamburger, or it was a red hot or a white hot, um, hamburger, and a mac salad. Okay. That's what a garbage plate is. <laughs> So where oh, where did I leave off? Oh, yeah. So Lacey, when she talks about Brandy M, which is like really awkward that they're talking about her and she's not there. And Lacey goes, um, I want you to write. Do you really want a girlfriend who's known for blowjobs? And I'm sitting there going. Yes. That's like what kind of thing? Did I actually make a, I don't know if I wrote I'm, anything. I was I waiting was, for I, you to yes. chime in on this. <laughs> like, I know she said that. And like, I could have swore like I, I guess I didn't write anything, but I at least tilted my head. And I was like, well, isn't that part of it? I know. It's like, it's like, do you want a girlfriend who's good at sex things? It's like, obviously. Well, because this is where, because that's where you find out. Because they didn't show it at the time. So, right. So, Heather's like, a girl was a nickname, a blowjob, and her first name. So, then they flash to the date that they had at that hotel with Brandy and Brett and Rodeo. And she's like, oh, my name back home is Blowjob Brandy. And Brett's like, oh, that's just terrific and obviously he's kind of threatened by it because any woman I mean, who's in laughed, charge, but yeah. I mean yeah like he's clearly like uncomfortable about it but also like I, I get like what Lacey and Heather were trying to say by trying to warn him but like the way they phrased it made it sound more like a good thing than a bad yes. thing <laughs> like oh no I don't want my girlfriend to be really good at sucking my dick ugh gross <laughs> enthusiastic about her blowjob skills what a nightmare be the worst thing in the world right so Lacey says in a talking head uh that she thinks brandy m is just a groupie and she's definitely ah! what i wrote Lacey talking head no pun intended oh yeah i personally think that brandy m is just a groupie she's definitely not here because her heart is with brett so then Heather weighs in on Jess and says, same thing. I guess they must have all kind of been saying this about Jess. And then they just cut to Heather saying it where it's like Asian location, you know, and Magdalene, Magdalene is like, I have nothing bad to say about her. And like the rest of the table kind of mumbles in agreement. And Lacey's like, really? That's the only thing? Like if she lived in L.A., you wouldn't have anything else to say? And Magdalene is like, Nah, she's no, she's cool, yo. That's all, yeah. Like, no, we all like her. And Jess is like, I almost take it as a compliment that nobody has anything bad to say about me. And it's like, God, you're so annoying. It's a good thing. It, I know. Maybe it, it, it is a geez. good thing. Like, it's like, no, it is a good thing. But how she's just like, it's almost a compliment. It is literally a compliment. Because she doesn't respect them. All of your competitors have nothing bad to say about you. That's like, pr- except, and the ones that do, like, already fucking don't like you anyway. So I would take that as a win. So Legs, a.k.a. Magdalena, is up next and she's like, fucking bring it. It's like, what a weird attitude to have about this. So Sam says, you know, she feels like Magdalena really keeps her feelings deep inside. And 
Lacey says that she doesn't really see that Magdalena has true feelings for Brett and that she's just there to be on TV. And Magdalena calls her a dirty, sneaky whore. Well, in a talking head, not to her face. Yes. A dirty, sneaky whore who looks like a man and, like, she's possessed by the devil. I did make a note. Like, these talking heads, I guess because it's they're this like, round. They're brutal. This was where it's like, wow, they be... finally, like, allowed it, I guess, on TV. We're like, we're going to show how they really feel about each well, other Well, I think now. because at this point, they're really fed up with her. And like we've said a million times, this is obviously a very strange and stressful situation. Plus, like, Lacey's not doing any favors by just being so terrible to them all the time. So yeah. at this point, you get, like, really fed up and you're like, fuck you, you fucking cunt. Like, <laughs> you know, just it's you're fed up. So and while Magdalena is saying that Lacey's possessed, they happen to do a bit of shady editing and they cut over to Lacey and she makes this face and she does this from time to time where she's like looking up kind of devilishly almost. Yeah, she does look in fact like she's possessed, like very evil looking. Say, bitch, I'm getting you out of here. It is a particularly unflattering and downright scary look on her face. Mm -hmm. So then it's Lacey's turn, and obviously they're all chomping at the bit to read her to filth. And if anything, they go way too late on her. I mean, it, it's really because it seemed like they finally argued about something. Like, every person they say stuff, and someone's like, well, uh, uh, but you know what? You got your opinion. Cool. Like, it gets well, to Lacey, and I was like, like, no, 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 no. You would We're think going that in how sp- Considering how spicy they're all willing to be in the talking heads, and how much they're all kind of more of a clique, and technically their clique outnumbers Lacey and Heather... That they, I feel like I would have no problem being like, um, you're a fucking drama starting bitch who is going to make his life miserable. You're going to do nothing but cause problems for him. Uh, you just are bring, you suck the joy out of every room that you're in. Uh, I fucking hate you. Like, and Brett should too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and the fact that they're all just sitting around like, well, you know, you're really insincere. And Lacey's like like what do you mean like about how i feel about him or what and sam's like how you feel about anything if you're really sincere i finally got you to- oh shout out to pluto tv i've been looking for a place to find bye bye birdie online forever how and about it was finally on one fucking time you hear the word sincere and you don't sing that song it's very difficult it's not now i gotta well i'm gonna find something else then don't or or just don't at all ever again one last kiss. Oh, give me one last kiss. It never felt like this. So, I love Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, boy. So, Jess says she's not sincere and she can't control her anger. I feel like Lacey can control her anger. She just does shit for the camera and for the show. Right. Like, That's I feel like they, she controls it. I feel like they're making complaints about her, but those complaints aren't really getting to the root of the issue. Yes. Which is right in front of all their faces. Oh, and I did make a note here that going back to the look thing you mentioned. Yeah. I made a specific note that says every time I had to pause because I wanted to actually write down what they said in this part. Every time I paused, it landed on Lacey and she had that like head down looking up devil look. I was like, that's really fucking weird. Yeah. It's not a flattering face, but you know, some people can't help it. Um. Oh, anyway. So Lacey's like, again, what are you saying? I'm not being sincere about like it's very vague you're not being vague i mean it's true and sam goes when i talk to you i see right through you (laughs) stupid like like you think you're trying to stand up to the bully and like it's like what the fuck am i gonna do with that information 
No, but like I feel like again, I don't feel like anybody's getting to the root of the issue, which is like you're just mean spirited. Like you're just a mean. Like when girl. they say you're not sincere, like I don't know if maybe the like, producers think- are like, no, no, you can't say she's playing a character, but no, I mean, it's like she's not really here for Brett. She's really just fucking with people to fuck with them. Again, we're starting to see some of that. I mean, we see it less here, but it was something we talked a lot about during Flavor of Love. Yeah. Where it's like because obviously it is physically impossible to really genuinely be there for Flav that they would all talk about how they excited they were to eliminate each other. And Lacey's doing a little bit of that here. Mm. And again, we acknowledge the fact that allegedly Brett had his baby mama at home and did not actually give a fuck about any of this. But... I don't know. Like I've said from the beginning of this franchise, which is like, I understand you want to be interesting for the cameras, but like your way of going about it is questionable, mm. especially at this age, which by the way, she is. 31? However, yeah, she is she actually. 30? And not only that, her birthday, I think oh, I mentioned this last time. I think that her birthday is two days before mine. So she just celebrated a birthday too. Huh? A week ago. Yeah. About a week ago. Oh my God. Enough. Enough. <laughs> That was my Taylor voice. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <sighs> I can keep counting my side. I know you can. That's why I'm not going to acknowledge it any further. The hammer. Oh, 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 oh. Here comes a hammer. Lacey says in a talking head that she feels like their assessments of her a little unfair. She's like, yeah, I'm being strategic, but that doesn't mean I'm this cold, hollow person on the inside. It's all you really showing Yeah, no, this is... I mean, maybe they left out some other things they said. Because I feel like that's what happens with a bunch of them. Because he goes to read the letter later, and it's like, oh, it looks like they had to have written down a bunch of stuff for everyone. I mean, I feel like admitting that you're i don't know just feeling like admitting that you're not completely cold and closed off like you've got feelings and that's why you do that like i don't know i can't really explain why this sentiment bothers me so much but like i feel like that's just a worse look to say that you do care about people and things but you just are choosing to ignore all of that just to be mean and play the game yeah. I don't know. You gotta I, play the game. I'm explaining yo. this really poorly, but I'll think on it some more and get back to everybody. So Lacey's starting to get like pissed at this point, and she's like, you can tell she's actually pissed because she's talking like really fast. And she's like, You guys aren't even my friends. Like, I'm not here to make friends with you. And Sam's like, So if you're not our friend, like, why do you give a shit what we think about you? And Lacey's like, Because it's because you guys are telling me that like your guys are gonna tell Brett something wrong about me. There you go. And Jess and me are like, whatever, like, it just, this sucks. We're all tired of doing this. Like, let's just wrap this up. You don't get to, like, Mia makes a very good point of, like, if we can't, if we don't have any say about what gets said about us, like, you don't get any say about what's said about you. Exactly. Like, that's how this works. You don't get to control this narrative. And then Jess finally storms off with the letter and slides it under Brett's door. And then gets the talking head saying Lacey's manipulative, vindictive, and about to kill her. And she's about to kill her. That Jess is about to kill yes. Yeah. Then we go back to the date. And the game is starting. They have all the ducks gear on. They're sitting in front of ducks. Well, at first I thought it was step and repeats. That's what they're called, right? I feel like it's from... They're what? Uh, remember from 
Dippin Southern dots? Charm. What? Dip, yes, Dippin' Dots. <laughs> no, it's obviously not what you No, said. Step and Repeats. The things that have, like, the things when you're on a red carpet. Like, the background. Like, the fake backgrounds? Yeah. Mm. Remember? Because there was a whole thing on Southern Charm about that. Ste- uh, Craig had to pick one up for Naomi, and he kept calling it the wrong thing. Yes. Step and Return. I don't I remember what, what he, it was. Yes. I forgot what he called it, but she kept getting so annoyed. She was like, it's a Step and Repeat. Well, I guess they uh, they need it there because of what they're asking him to do. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, and besides the fact that he's going to be on not only the camera on the Jumbotron, yes. as we see, but also like on the camera of the show. So not only are they really, they have no problem with them being there. They're like, oh, no, we're going to promote the shit out of this. Well, they do that. I mean, you're talking, it's a guy who's a rock star living in L.A., He's at the Anaheim game. Why not? And he's got like pump up music. Because again, as I already explained, this isn't exactly something you necessarily want to align your brand with. Well, they might want to just do it with him though. Again, though, the cameras are there. there. It's all for the show. Who cares? Sure. Sure. Why is it that big of a deal? It's not that big of a deal. I'm just saying like, you're not like, like not, never mind. So... Brett says in a talking head that Brandy M. Oh, so anyway, so I forgot that Brandy M is like gushing. It's not really helping her image of potentially being a star fucker if she's gushing in the talking head about how she's never had this kind of VIP treatment before. And she says a little later something like, oh, I feel like we're both celebrities, you know, whatever. So then Brett says in a talking head that Brandy M's kind of a tomboy. She's one of those girls who could change her tire and at the same time you want to have sex with her. And I wrote, ah, yes, the two types of women. One who could change a tire. One who could change a tire and one who you want to have sex with. That's it. That's all women can be. Brett gets asked to be on the Jumbotron, like I said. And it's funny because the woman that comes and asks him is in like this whole getup. And at first I thought she was like a shot girl or some kind of liquor promo model. But then I was like doing the math and I was like, oh, right. Because if it's the day after Brett's birthday, that means it's St. Patrick's Day. Mm. So that explains her getup. And I'm like, wow, I feel like an idiot. There you go. Oh, like you were clocking that? No, I just thought it was someone that worked for the team and said, all right, this is what you got to do. No, like, I know. Someone but she who's had a part a- of like their... I know, but she had on, like, a hat and, like, the green Mardi Gras beads and whatever. I know. I just thought I was like, hey, don't need nothing but a good time. So you were less observant than I was. I'm just watching, having fun in the moment like they were. So they get to be on the Jumbotron and they're playing, you know. Nothing but a good time, which is why I just said that. Yeah, I, I got it. Brett then pulls her in for like a weird side hug and says that he's glad she was the one with him for this date because it would have been the wrong date for some others. Again, you don't need to talk shit about the other ones who aren't there. You don't. Like, it's perfectly possible to not do this. So he says in a talking head that the date with her was pretty cool, but but also he said it ranked up there as one of the best dates he's ever had. But for me, like, I didn't feel like that had anything to do with the fact that he was with her. Just, yeah, fun of the hockey just, game. He yo. just thought it was a cool date. You got drunk with a chick that's on the show. I have a you feeling. Had a fun time at a hockey game. I have a feeling that he is not actually that into her. As I mentioned, no, I don't think he before, is. No, I think that he is very intimidated by her. It's someone where it's like he wants to fuck her, obviously. Yes, and then maybe they could be like friends in general. Like if they ran into each other, like at one of his shows or something, be like, oh, cool, like have some drinks or whatever. But yes, I, I don't see them as a couple. They get back to the house and interestingly, after this whole conversation about who's stepping up and who's not between the ladies, 
Who's the first one right when they walk through the door to be like waiting to say hello to him? But Mia. Yes. So she gives him a kiss hello. And I'm like, I see you, girl. And the rest of the ladies kind of follow suit. Brett goes off in his room, he says, to get changed and make some serious decisions. And Brady M goes immediately to get the tea from Jess and Mia about like what happened when she was gone. And Jess tells her all about the letter that they had to write. And Brady's like, oh, so why am I supposedly not good for Brett? And Mia, like, I thought this was an interesting choice for Mia to just be like, all I could say was like, you know, your body sounds like that's all I could think of. I was like, I I would immediately want to throw everybody else under the bus, you know? Yeah. No, that's that's a very good point. So then because she's like, all right. So since I'm sure that's not the only thing they talked about with me, I go to talk to Lacey and Heather about what they put down. So Lacey says immediately is like lying about something i hate when people lie about very easily disprovable things well she just said they said what she actually said yes but that's the it's thing so where stupid. it's like it is very easily provable yes. that she that's sleeps not sleeps in the room with those other two she's friends with those well, other so like two. you can't be that like lacy you are known for being you know a you lied liar. you lied and you lied yes yeah. it's an inside joke yes Lacey's Lacey's like um, Mia Jess and Magdalenerthal Magneanderthal that's what she says Mia Jess and Magdeanderthal were like oh she's a groupie she just wants to suck his dick she's a slut and Brandy M just looks at her and goes that's funny because I just confronted them and all they said was that they wrote was that I burped and Brandy straight up says Brandy says in Talking Head I think it's all bullshit and I don't trust Lacey at all so Lacey's like you know watch your back with those girls because at this point they're willing to throw anybody under the bus and it's like no, sis, that's you. You're the one. You're the you're the you're the those girls. <laughs> so Lacey admits in a talking head that she's doing whatever she can to stir up the ladies up and pit them against each other. Very Iago, not the bird from Aladdin, but in Othello. Yes. It was an important distinction. No, it's true. Brandy M then goes back out to Jess and Mia and she's like, listen to what this bitch fucking told me. And they start getting like incensed which i was like considering this is true you guys are really freaking out like mia like slams her hands on the bed and like stands up and she's like what and it reminded me of like i spilled lipstick in your valentino white valentino bag and like, Put the lipstick in my valentino bag <laughs> whoops i dropped my phone say jeez <laughs> my phone really just couldn't take it anymore so Mia then gives her all the tea and she recites basically almost verbatim what Lacey said. And she's like, I swear I'm the Bible and I'm my grandma's grave like that. Lacey said all of this. So Brandy says in a talking head after she finds out what they said, she wanted to shove a hockey stick up Heather and Lacey's ass combined. And I'm like, the logistics of that are concerning to me. Just like how painful physically both no you, you could know. i mean i know you could oh but is so you're like way? physically how we it's doing, like well are we doing like a shish kebab kind of situation like like shish kebab human centipede type situation are we double dildoing it like what's happening here yeah that well i guess in I my head, i just go like oh like she go yeah one goes yeah. in one end one goes the other then who gets the wider end that's up to her <laughs> We're losing our minds. It's too late to still be having this conversation. 
Jess says that the only reason all of this started was because Lacey knew how bad she looked on paper. If anything, y'all let her off easy, so she didn't really look that much worse yeah. than the rest of you. And Jess gave a very 2000s insult is that Lacey just sucks at life. Uh-huh. I don't remember the last time I said somebody sucks at life, but it was a long time ago. I'm just excited to remember that now if I ever need to pull that out of the vault to use on someone. That's true. Like you would say Do that you about just anybody. Suck at life. I don't. You don't insult people anyway to their faces. Oh, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Ooh. I knew you were gonna say something. <laughs> Sorry, we're Why not put people a- down when you can help lift them up? Boo! Like, exactly. Yeah. Tony's like, you Boo fucking this kidding man. me? Yeah. Boo! I feel like a fucking tomato is gonna come flying through the window and hit me in the face. Interestingly, as Brandy M walks out of the room, we see that they. Because she's still in her jersey and that she got it personalized and it says BB on the back. Very cool. So then this was so interesting because the whole thing was like they're having these elimination. Like they were doing that letter thing because Brett wouldn't have time to talk to them. And then Brett, if he didn't have time. No, they said because he won't uh, have time. I could have sworn he said if. No. I don't later. Hold on. I'll, pull, I'll go back and pull it up. Keep scrolling, 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 scrolling. Ladies, looks like my date will run late tonight. Chances are I won't. Chances are I won't be able to spend any more time chances with you. Chances are. That basically means you won't. So he's hobbling around the house with his gift bag. I don't know why he's hobbling. Like, I don't know what he's been through at this point, but he's looking rough. He says in a talking head that with eliminations coming up, he will need to speak with a couple of the other ladies. So they have this weird chat with Magdalena in her room. And he's like, here's my thing. That's how he always loves to start to tell people exactly how he feels about them. He's like, you're, you know, the most even keeled one in this house. And sometimes I might take that as, you know, not cold, but like not really emotionally invested in me. And Magdalene is like, listen, I'm not going to be all over you because like if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. And she goes, and that's basically the bottom line. That's, so yeah. she's checked all the way out. It's, Good yeah. for her. And Brett says in a talking head, I'm feeling distant. You know, I'm not feeling as though the burning love is there for me. And so it's hard. It's tough for me to give the burning love back. Okay. Magdalena just says that she's not the person who shows all the emotions in public. Basically, she's just super Eastern European and she doesn't really do feelings. And Brett seems to kind of agree and understand to her face but then in a talking head is like he's really trying to get to know her and can't quite put his finger on it but he has trouble connecting with her which sucks because you've had several chances Magdalene is like listen we're all here for one purpose and if you don't pick me and you end up picking somebody else I just want you to be happy and she gives some weird thing about how like you know what I have a chance but maybe he'll find out that I'm a great girl and they kiss and he heads out mm. So then they go to Sam in the bathroom, like, looking all conflicted and sniffling. And Brett, like, it's weird. I wouldn't necessarily picture them together, but he clearly really has a thing for her. Yeah. I don't think she would have lasted this long if he didn't, like, I don't think he'd be as into all of these theatrics if he didn't like her as much. But then again, I have a theory about that as well. Oh, okay. But it comes up a little bit later, and I kind of spoiled it with the John Mayer thing. Gotcha. But Brett comes in, and he's like, oh, what's wrong, baby? And she's like, I think I need to talk to you. So Brett says, one one of the things about Sam is that she's very, very vulnerable and very sensitive. It's like, sir, we know. 
This has been a recurring theme over several episodes now. <laughs> it's we kind of her only story That is her entire personality. So she says, well, you know, the truth is, like, yeah, I'm too sensitive to be here and I can't take it. And Brett's like, so what do you want me to do? And she's like, oh, so he says, and I'm sorry, these are not my words. These are Brett's. I know this is very ableist. But Brett says that he really likes Sam a lot, but she's kind of bipolar. And this is hardcore right now. Because she's like feeling conflicted about leaving. He asks if she wants to leave again. And she says, no, I like you so much, which is so weird because she just said, I can't be here. I'm too sensitive to be here. And then he's like, well, do you want to leave? And she's like, no. So which is it? And she's like, I'm sorry. My heart is so big and I have so much to offer, but I don't want to fall in love in front of millions of people and get hurt. And she like motions to the camera. And I was like, whoa, fourth wall break. Valid concern. It, It is and it's not like. Okay, so we talked about this before, and I did a whole rant about this in a previous episode. But, like, obviously, like, I've, and I'm going to reiterate a lot of the points, but try to do it quickly, that I understand that I'm sure you think you know in certain ways what you're getting into with a reality show, but being in it is different. And I'm sure that there are plenty of things that you're feeling, like, misled and kind of lied to about. And as we found out, that a lot of these ladies didn't even know who they were signing up to compete for until after they agreed to be on the show. And obviously, there's a lot of gray area that becomes a little clear. One thing that was never in doubt is that this is going to be televised and you are going to be competing against other women. And it's probably going to be popular because it's a VH1. Not even that, but like, even if it wasn't popular and this was just some random fucking web series, you knew that this is how it was going to be. Like, these are the things you're upset about right now are details that you absolutely 100% knew going in and decided was not a deal breaker. And now all of a sudden you're like, Oh, like, it's not fair. This this isn't working for me. It's like... <laughs> what? She We're, tried. Lipstick in my Valentino bag. Jesus. I don't know. It's just so annoying. Like, I mean, it's just... I, I get that some of this stuff is you're not prepared for, but, like, this part you should have been prepared for a little bit, Be you know? Be prepared. The amount of times I could have sang a song throughout this entire fucking time. This is tamped down. This is how I live, everybody. So this is weird because then he pulls her in and then says, just hold me for a sec. It's like, but you're holding her. And then she kind of awkwardly giggles and he's like, don't laugh. Just hold me because you're freaking me out right now. Man. So then he says in a talking head, I was watching her cry and break down, which she was just kind of sniffling. Like she wasn't waiting really for him to be like, oh, such a turn on. I mean, yeah, that's true. I was actually waiting for that. But I was like, it just was kind of funny that he was like, oh, she's really breaking down. And it's like, no, she just was kind of a little misty eyed and sniffling a little bit like she wasn't like rodeo. No. rodeo was breaking down like sam is just being kind of yeah. emotional no, rodeo had to go well yes but that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like if you're going to refer to it as a breakdown like somebody kind of sniffling isn't really that yes it just kind of felt how he like needs a- to view it to make himself feel better it, it was a little bit like ladies be crying 
Women be crying. Damn right. Should be a t-shirt. Women be shopping. Women be crying. Women be uh, all in the drama. Yeah. So they hug, and then that's the end of that scene. So we see some pre-elimination getting ready. We get a quick cut to the exterior of the house, and then Heather in the bathroom creating her own personal hole in the ozone layer with her crispy, crunchy, tender, flaky crust. Buttery, flaky, tender, whatever it is. So she says in a talking head that she's... We have shepherd's pie in the fridge. It's close. Uh, Who are we talking about? Heather. Heather. Says in a talking head that she's not really nervous. I see the way he and I look at each other and I know that there's a connection. (laughs) Oh, honey. Magdalena says she's nervous about her connection with Brett. Lacey says she's nervous because the ladies put that she was insincere. Mm Mm-hmm. So then we get a scene of Brett sort of finally reading the letter says there's and he says there's a couple things in there that he was really concerned about. He specifically calls out Lacey's insincerity and he's starting, even though he says this every week, he's starting to realize she's the cause of all the drama in the house. Mm. He then says, blah, blah, blah. Tough decision. Not going to be easy. Commercial break. He says this over and over like we get it. It's hard. It hurts your feeling. It's difficult for you. We get it. Then we see them all lined up for elimination. Sam says in a talking head, she's like, earlier I told Brett I wanted to go home and I'm falling hard. I'm torn. And I think this is going to be really tough. Lacey says in a talking head that she thinks Sam's going to be going home because she's been so overly emotional and can't imagine that Brett would want somebody like that in his life. Brett, in one of his most absurd elimination outfits to date, which is really saying a lot, comes out in this, like, shiny, bright red leather jacket over, like, an Affliction t-shirt. I was waiting for you on this one. With a gray, with a gray and red. Shiny. He thanks them for making his birthday really, really, really special. Seven beautiful girls down to six VIP passes. So let's get down to it. So the first one, he says he finds this girl is growing on him more and more. He understands that she has some special sexual qualities. Nice. For beer and hot dogs, Brandy M. Again, it was like that same thing where it's like, oh, yeah, you don't. Oh, my God. What's that from? Where it's like, oh, no, no, no. It's Mean Girls. It's Mean Girls where she's like, oh, she has this big crush on you. Like, she just doodles your name all over her notebook. And Aaron Samuels goes, oh, really? And Regina goes, yeah, it's really weird. Like, like realizing that it's not actually a bad thing. So Brandy M, obviously, is his first choice. And Heather says in a talking head, she's just here because she wants to say she fucked a rock star or at least gave him a blowjob. Hence the name Blowjob Brandy. And it's like, did you really think that was a good burn? This is why you'll never be Tiffany New York Pollard. Mm. Like, you're bad at this. That is true. Like, you thought that that was a dig? She she owned that name. She's she not really, ashamed yeah. of it. No, that's and the now big she's thing. a stripper in Vegas. You think she wouldn't have the opportunity to fuck a rock star if she wanted to? That she really needed to go on TV to do it? And that she couldn't fuck other better rock stars? So much anger. No, I mean, just like, it's not like, I mean, obviously I've got my issues with Brandy too. But like, at least if you're going to like throw shade at her, don't accidentally give her a compliment in the process. That is true. Like, oh, no, she's so good at sucking dick that she's proud of it. Like, yeah, bitch, you should be proud of it if you're good. Or she just does it a lot. I mean, I would hope that if you do something a lot, you're good at it. That's true. Practice makes perfect. 
The next person, he says he knows there's a lot of mixed emotions about her, but it all comes down to how I feel. And I feel that this girl is my friend. And I was like, oh, it's fucking Heather. Mm. And it was Heather. The poor thing then says in her talking head, it's the truth. I'm the best choice for him. We're like one in the same. And I'm like, is that what you got out of this? conversation or all your interactions with him because he he's friend zoned you so fucking hard that's also the new york comparison that's that and like sort of like the natural leadership ability are what makes her the new york comparison she just can't fucking read a bitch to filth just delusional about the fact that he is not interested in you at like that at all like he straight up called you his friend on a show where he's looking for a partner in life like sis you're not gonna win this Just want something to party with. The next person, he says, this girl really showed up and showed me emotion and I need that. I feed off of it. I'm a musician. Which. Okay, so the person is Jess, which means she's six for six in the top three. Her first one, not number one in a while, though. That's true. And she was number two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Almost the whole beginning. I think the first episode, she was third. But other than that, like, she's either been number one or number two. But still, top three is pretty good. I just think, so that whole line, so let's go back really quick to unpack that whole, first of all, like, she's like, she he, she showed up and showed me emotion, which is like, she did that last week. We didn't see her do it this week. So let's talk about the whole I, I feed off emotion thing. I was already concerned about brett mostly being very interested in her because she's the youngest Mm -hmm. and i mean obviously she's stunning and i'm not saying like why would somebody be interested in jess i get it but i just think it's interesting how i don't know like i think that's part of why he keeps sam around too is that he and this is like what they talk about what what jessica simpson talks about in regards to john mayer Mm -hmm. Is that he sees women as like not only conquests, like beyond just sexual conquests or whatever, but also as purely like inspiration for music. Like he is with them so it'll inspire better music. Instead of drugs. Yes. He uses women. Yeah, but like it's like dehumanizing in its own way. It's not a good thing, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Listen to Jessica Simpson. I mean, get Jessica Simpson's book, but also like listen to the You're Wrong About episodes too, just because it really just gives a lot of insight into how sometimes these musicians really just, it's it's beyond just a sexual conquest. Like if it was that, I could sort of, it almost feels more sinister that he's using them for artistic inspiration. Yeah. And like not really, apo- like unapologetically too. So Lacey says in a talking head, which are, Two solid points, at least. She's too young, too immature, and she's a prude. Too young and too immature is, I agree, and that they should probably. I mean, they don't know she's a prude. I mean, just because she's not willing to literally slobber all over his face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't flow as well, so. Also true. Jess says in a talking head, again, that she's ready to let her guard down and move forward with this, blah, blah, blah. The next person, he says he needs a little bit more time with them. He feels like there's something there, but also feels a little bit of a barricade. And for some reason, inexplicably, Mia gets another pass. Mm -hmm. I cannot for the life of me understand what she's still doing here. 
she's cute but she's not that cute her personality seems lackluster she's not making any sort of effort to step up yet here we are she's moving into episode seven yes that's why she's still safe yeah there's other shit going on that like she's skating by but like the thing is she's the kind of person that in most of these shows i feel like would have been long gone already like i'm surprised i'm still shocked that brandy c went home before her i'm not i mean i get why brandy c went home before her but that's because brandy c is annoying but i mean if we can keep Lacey and heather this long despite them being super fucking annoying well they're for the tv I know, but Brandy C makes good TV. She gets on my fucking nerves, but she yeah. makes good TV. I don't know. Annoying. Don't know t- yeah, because she's polarizing. Like, the fact that you find her annoying means that she makes good TV. I mean, I guess find her a little you, annoying. It was just more, of, I don't know. It's the people you don't have opinions on that make bad TV, and Mia's one of those people. She's one of those people that I feel like they don't put her on tv but i mean if she did something interesting i guarantee i promise you the most we're gonna see of her is the episode she finally goes home oh yeah probably that sucks why are you still here then Hmm. then he says that brett says that him and this girl the next girl have made an instant connection this person is also incapable of holding back emotion which causes some great things and some horrific things lacy I mean, I knew I knew that she stayed this long, but oh god, she's the one I think should have went home. I mean, obviously, but I get why she stayed. They're not going to get rid of her. Like, yeah, of like Monty said a couple weeks ago, you know, you got to have it be a vindicating elimination yes. when that time comes, and it, we haven't gotten there yet. Vindicated. It's weird because, and I and I assume this has something to do with her injury from the week before. But as she's walking up, he goes, "Hello, Kinkles." Yeah, her ankle was swollen. Yeah, I know, Come but on. it's like, damn, that's fucking mean. <laughs> like, At least she laughed. Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta roll with it. That's what they call Brandy it. on Housewives. You gotta roll with the punches, but I don't At know. I, I was just like, damn, do. that's fucking mean. Then he says to them that he can't explain to them how hard his heart is pow- pounding. Again, blah, blah, blah. It's tough. It hurts his feelings. And he hates having to do this, blah, blah, blah. So he says he knows how hard it is for Sam to be here and Sam just kind of like looks off and whispers like, oh, I'm going to fucking pass out. I'm going to cry. And he says, for me, I sometimes have to make these decisions not only for what I'm thinking, but possibly what you're thinking as well. So he calls Magdalena down and I was like, "Okay, that makes sense. I guess it's Sam's time to go. But then they do a bunch of talking heads where Sam's like, and I'm thinking Brett's going to send me home tonight. And I'm like, oh, so I guess you're not going home. then." Yes. The edits do make it kind of obvious at times. Well, the edits made it obvious at the very, very end. Well, that because it's like, why would she be saying she's thinking she's going to go home if she actually does? Yeah. Brett says to Magdalena that he just wants to tell her she's walking up all confident, like ready to get her. I was going to say her clock again, but it's like, I'm just here. He goes, I'm just here to tell you that I I'll miss you. And unfortunately, your tour ends here. She seems pretty cool about it. They hug and they kiss. And like Sam's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I'm still here. Brett says in the end, it was very simple. His life is about passion and about excitement. And with Magdalena and him, he just doesn't believe that it was there. Sam says in a talking head that as Magdalena leaves, she's feeling crushed, but also excited. You know, when it comes down to it, I just I want to stay. 
I want to stay for Brett. Magdalena's exit interview is pretty reasonable. She's like, listen, you don't like me and you don't feel a connection. You shouldn't waste my time. And I appreciate that he's not wasting my time anymore because I have more important things to do now. I have to follow my heart. Brett calls Sam down and says, so that I don't go crazy and you don't go crazier, which I was like, yikes. Let's try to make this work and we'll take it day by day. He then says again that it's going to get more difficult for him and that like, let's just really dive into each other. And I need to find out if somewhere, someone in this house, two of them can make a connection enough to fall in love. And they head down to Cheers and Lacey says that Sam didn't get to go home, but she's still got a target on her back, blah, 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 and working to get her taken out. And that's the whole episode. Woo! Closing credit scene is Jess and Mia making a cake. It's just them trying to figure out measurements. It sucks. The closing credits of every episode this season have been whack as hell. It's very disappointing. Really with all of them. And like the only thing. Give us something. Something funny has had to have happened. There's no way that there's no way that there wasn't something funny. Exactly. Something has to have happened. Weirdly, though, they didn't show the closing credit scene on Amazon. I had to go to Tubi to find it. Yes. Because I had my notes saying that, but the rewatch I did on Tubi and it was there. I was like, oh, well, it wasn't very exciting. But I mean, it wasn't, but it's just it's something. I don't know. It's worth our watching, but not necessarily your watch. So that's the whole episode. Um, I mean, I, I agree that Magdalena should have went home, even though there are other people I would have liked to see go home to. Yeah, I understand the whole aspect of having to keep Lacey there and that she's good for TV, especially continuing the story of like the targets on Sam and Magdalena after we saw their conversation. She just kind of was floating. She didn't really give a shit. She yeah. wasn't, like the connection wasn't there. If she said something like, oh, no, like, I really do want to be with you, blah, 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 instead of like, hey, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, they'd be like, all right, maybe she's got a chance, maybe she'll stay, but she was just so nonchalant about it. Yeah. I think that that was her polite way of saying, like, you hey, know, I'm kind of done with I'm this. I'm over this. Yeah. I don't blame her. The situation looks like it kind of sucks. And mm-hmm. also, it's Brett Michaels, so. And she doesn't really seem to know anything about him or I mean, music. in addition to the fact that she's not american she also you know was on the younger side didn't really have any connection with him or his music so whatever makes it tough that's it right we don't have anything else it's all that happened on the episode it's late i'm ready to go to bed we did the credits yeah and they didn't do like a I mean, I normally wouldn't watch any, but like a next time on. Oh, well, we don't really get that on this anyway. And honestly, I don't really like to watch it because it kind of spoils what happens next week. Exactly. But... I like to be surprised and have fun. Yeah. So. Anywho. Thank you all once I don't again know. for it's, going it's on. It's late. Yeah, I'm tired. Geez. I. Just, I... But thank you everyone for joining us on this journey once again, finishing up this episode. We're excited for, I mean, we're halfway through right is that what it is i think more than halfway through now is it more than halfway i think so i forgot how many Because there's six left oh but there are two four yeah yeah the sexy six yep and then the reunion or whatever yeah that's crazy forgot what comes after this i think i love new york season two i don't maybe flavor of love season three honestly i forgot i'm sorry it might be new york we have to take a look at the calendar a lot on my mind but yeah so 
keep tuning in. We've it's got good. some. It's good. We're getting. We're back in the groove now. It's working on it. Yes. <laughs> Certainly, bar any other knock on wood national tragedies, we plan yeah. to keep doing these. Yeah, keep listening, keep tuning in. Again, it would be a huge help to us if you rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't suck. Yeah, if you want any more exclusive content, you join our Patreon. Where's that, Sonia? Patreon.com slash RewindTheLovePod. You can follow us on, well, we don't really post on Facebook anymore, but Rewind the Love Podcast on Facebook. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Rewind Love Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says. Also, sorry before you go into your plug, too. I don't normally plug my Instagram, but I started compiling a bunch of resources in regards to the current, you know, movements defund the police and you know black lives matter stuff i'm compiling a bunch of that on my instagram so if you want to follow me there and see what i've shared it's at son marcel fee s-o-n-m-a-r-s-e-l-f-e-e yes my my abbreviated my my our brangelina type tomcat name (laughs) is selfie but yes you could find me at mr feeney 519 um well my every time you do this every time you always start it with um my instagram is mr feeney 78 you don't post anything on it but normally not it's really just when it's your birthday (laughs) when i know when it's a milestone in our relationship that's when mike posts so or if i well yeah or if i see like a funny comic or something that's about it anyway Again, I just want to send love to anybody who needs it right now for the variety of issues going on in this country. Yes. If you are out there. In the world. There's just a lot of shit going on. Yeah. If you're out there protesting, please be safe, be smart, be careful. We're sending out good vibes to you. If you're not able to protest for whatever reason, listen, there's plenty of roles in the revolution. Just make sure that you're educating yourself and doing what you can to, you know, be... A good ally if you're a non-black person or if you're a black person, you know, make sure you're taking good care of yourself. I'm sure this is a really trying time for a lot of us. So just love to everybody who needs it. And we hope that this episode and all our episodes bring you some joy. You can laugh, have some good memories. Yeah. Just a fun time. It's what we want to do here. Yeah. And on that note, love to all of you. Yes. Be well, be safe. Stay safe, stay healthy, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.